Donald Trump has helped coordinate an epic, amazing, historic peace deal between the United Arab Emirates and Israel. And I was shocked. You know, normally when I do my early segments on my on my main channels, I have, you know, a bunch of stories lined up and I sit there going through them, fact checking. And I'm thinking, you know, what story is going to be the main story? Like, what am I going to choose? And then I'm sitting here and all of a sudden they're like, boom, Donald Trump, peace. Like we have uh, an, an, an Arabic nation recognizing the existence of Israel, normalizing economics, trade, direct flights. They're going to be uh, opening up mosques for, for you know, Muslim individuals to come in and pray. So this is a very, very big deal. And of course, there's, there are haters saying that he didn't really do anything significant. And then there are people now calling for Donald Trump to get the Nobel Peace Prize. And I'm sorry, I have no argument against that, to be completely honest, because, I mean, Obama, I don't know what Obama got the Peace Prize for, do you? I have no idea. Yeah, I have no idea. Um, and maybe I should. But I think, this, I think it's a big deal. I think it's a really, really big deal. And we're going to talk about that. we got a bunch of other stories. Seriously big news. Yale has been found to discriminate against white people and Asian people. And so we're going to riff on this. Um, I'm gonna, I want to go over what's going on in California. Most of you are probably aware Crowder got uh, uh, his monetization back. So we got some fun stuff to talk about. We'll go through it. But the big news that everybody is waiting for, Adam's not on the show. It's me. Hello. It's, it's Lydia. Sour Patch Lids of Lid- producer fame. Lydia is the producer and Adam is not on the show. And I know that everybody thinks there's like some I'm seeing all these conspiracy theories and I'm just like, I don't know to tell you, man, look, everybody's friends. We're all trying to make sure that everybody has an opportunity to be entertained and informed and, and do their thing. And Adam's literally setting up cameras and building a studio like 30 feet away and it's just sometimes there are things that happen in people's personal lives. It's none of my business. And uh, it's nothing to do with any grand conspiracy. Like some people were like, you, you, YouTube came and they were like, you have to. Get. I'm like, he's got his own channel. What are you talking about? Like YouTube didn't come and say anything. It's just, you know, uh, things. I don't know. It's that, personal issues. That's more exciting, though. I know. I, I know a lot of people hope that there was a lot more uh, exciting things to talk about. But. That's about it. So I'm going to be hanging out hanging out here with, with Lydia. Yeah, man. I'm going to be live producing while we do the show. So you guys are welcome to give me constructive feedback. Constructive rag on criticism. her. For sure. She, rag she, on she, me. She, I can handle it. On. I got thick skin. And we're, we're, we're going to be we're going to be riffing having a conversation, talking about a lot of the stuff. And it's going to be, I mean, hopefully relatively similar. Uh, I know that, you know, with Adam, there was more of like, you know, his views, some back and forth. And we're just going to do our thing. And, uh, you know, I'll say if, if Adam's got his show, it's on YouTube. It's Adam Cast IRL. He's doing his show. He's setting it up and that's about it so uh you can check out his stuff you can follow him on twitter we literally just had pizza like an hour ago hanging out i know a lot of people want to think there's like some grand conspiracy there really isn't it's really just you know you can probably imagine the things in your normal daily life i i can't really talk about it because it's not my business you know what i mean so just stuff happens what are we gonna, yep. say? What are we gonna say so yeah we got a, we got a bunch of stuff though i see i see the chat is is yelling no peace no who will no spin the ufo uh lydia will i can we'll do it spin yeah the UFO. i think i can so do it. so but but i'll tell you this look there's there's um a slightly different direction i suppose we're gonna be booking guests we're gonna be um setting up the new studio soon we're getting we are getting held up really really bad because of covid it it really sucks and i just got news back from you know uh I got to keep them. The, the business people involved in the expansion, you know, uh, with with you know relocating to the new property, and we're just getting held up. It's bad, but we're gonna be booking people. 
We're going to be booking guests. A lot of people who have wanted to come on the show can't because of the COVID lockdown. And then once we relocate, it's, it should be a little bit better. And then we'll be able to have more conversations. But I do want to mention, we're going to be, we're going to have the goal of trying to bring on regular Joes, you know, regular Joes and Janes. Yeah, I'm excited. Yeah, regular people, because I think, you know, initially what I wanted to do with this show, the, it's, the reason why it's called In Real Life was that it was going to be in a van driving around and we were going to, I was going to go, I was going to do my main shows and then I was going to stop and then talk to regular people. And then because of the impracticalities of it, and then eventually, you know, so I, I, because of the impracticalities, I was like, let's just do a sit down podcast, you know, conversation thing. And then COVID happened and all of a sudden we couldn't book guests anymore. We had, we had like, what, four guests? Yeah, we had four or five. And it was, it was so fun to have them and I really enjoyed booking them yep. and those conversations. So I cannot wait to get back to that. Yeah. And then COVID, man, is brutal. It's really, <laughs> really brutal. Ruined. But I'll tell you what, um, if it's up to you, if you, if you want to smash the like button, I know it's, it's. There's it no, there's no Hulk hands, and I, 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 you know, I respect the criticism. Anybody who wants to say it, it's nothing. You know, it's, it is what it is. So if you, if you do like the show, if you do respect it, then I appreciate. Smash the like button, subscribe, notification bell. We're still going to be doing the show every Monday through Friday, live, 8 p.m. And we've, we've been trying to line up guests for quite some time, but people seriously have been like, some people gung ho about not caring about COVID. Some people really adamant about like, nah, COVID. You know, I can't do it. But it seems like things are starting to ease up. And more importantly, we're trying to relocate really, really, you know, we're trying to relocate. So if we do, then we can get on the road with all that stuff. But that being said, it is time that we talk about the news. Let's but do I, I do see that the chat is exploding. There's nothing I can do. So, I mean, I, I, can, I can keep going. I can take the day off. I hope you all realize I work 16 hours a day every day with no days off. And if you're not happy, you know. But I'm going to do, do the show, so I don't know what else, what else you guys want me to say or do, but uh, we're going to talk about the news here. Let's do it. The first story we have for everybody, National Security Advisor Robert O'Brien, Trump should get Nobel Peace Prize for Israel-UAE deal. This is from Just the News. John Solomon's outlet says Senior White House Advisor Jared Kushner and National Security Advisor Robert O'Brien fielded questions in the wake of the historic announcement of an agreement normalizing diplomatic relations between Israel and the UAE. Now, I don't, I, National Security Advisor Robert O'Brien, sure. I mean, does, does, do you know who that is? Is his opinion strong? I'm not real familiar with him. All right, well, I'll tell yeah. you what. I'll tell you whose opinion does matter. Cat turd. <laughs> yes, of course. I, I, I hopped over to, uh, to Twitter. Nobel Peace Prize. Yeah, if you, if you look on Twitter, they're actually talking about it. Cat turd says President Trump deserves the Nobel Peace Prize. You've got Nick Adams. I'm not sure who a lot of these people are, to be honest. Best-selling uh, author endorsed by POTUS. Many people cheering. And it became actually, uh, check this out, a trending topic on Twitter. Nobel Peace Prize. People are calling for Trump to win the Nobel Peace Prize after he announced an agreement to normalize diplomatic relations between Israel and the UAE. It's cool stuff. So what does that mean? What's going on? Do you want to? Yeah, so you want me to read through this? Yeah, do it to it. Yeah, so we have, we're just talking about Israel and the United Arab Emirates just finally normalizing relations in the shift in the Middle East politics. Um, most important, I think, from this is the West Bank annexation, and they're putting it on hold. So this isn't like totally fixing everything. To me, this seems a little bit like a band-aid, which may be an unfair characterization. Honestly, if they're calling for him to get like a Nobel Peace Prize. This That's is, his fans, this though. Be, I know, I know. His fans know, are but... saying, give Trump a Peace Prize. I mean, I got to be honest, if Obama got one for whatever... He bombed people. <laughs> Didn't he bomb American citizens? He oh, Obama did kill an American citizen. That's true. Uh-huh. Dude. Abdul Rahman al uh-huh. Oh, actually, a couple of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that was... Yeah, that's why I'm uh, I'm really impressed by it. Yeah, I think it's fantastic. So, well, 
look, basically, there there are a lot of people who act like the Emirates and Israel have are they're they're what, what I'm I'm trying to be careful here, but people have called them proxy states of the United States. Of the United States, really? They think yes. Israel is a proxy state. Yes, that's what they're arguing, and so of of American imperialism or whatever. And this is this is what I've seen from the anti-war left. And to me, I think you've got an Arabic nation now recognizing the existence of Israel. That's fantastic. Yeah, and they're going to tourism, direct flights, economics. That's yeah. great. Dude, I'm excited. Like, I never thought that I would see this. I did Foreign, not think this would happen. Yeah. I mean, we'll see if anything comes of it. The bigger concern is that, will it hold? Will there, will there be peace? Trump was asked about this in uh, a press conference. And he basically, uh, he deferred. I can't remember who he deferred to. But they were like, we've put all our eggs in this basket. Yeah. And we have a deal. So that's what we're, we're betting on. Yeah. Foreign policy stuff. It's so, it's so easy and unique. It's so easy to talk about, isn't it? You guys. <laughs> foreign, yeah. It is really easy, man. We got all the answers. Yeah. Um, this, 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 these are some of the biggest issues I care about when it comes to electoral politics. So, you know, in the past, like I've mentioned before, Barack Obama, they called him Obama. Right. Yeah. He killed a lot of people. And when it came to... When it, when it came to getting away with it, it was basically like if they're of military age in the Middle East, that was it. Yeah, I don't, I don't like that for obvious reasons. Because once you hit a certain, what, you hit a certain age and suddenly you're cannon fodder or whatever. That's, yep. that's awful. That's, that's how unbelievable. they do it. Yeah, was so. That, so that wasn't new for Obama, though, was it? For, no, I mean, you mean like president-wise? Yeah. No, they all did it. Well, they all thought that like well, a certain age meant that you could just blow them up. Yeah, but th- I think it was actually that they were killing civilians yeah and they needed a way to justify killing civilians that's not nice yeah you know i i wonder about what makes up the current trump base You're like what, 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 who was it somebody said that tulsi gabbard might speak at the yeah so the rnc i was watching because i was really intrigued by this because it, uh john Kasich was speaking at the dnc um, and then Tulsi Gabbard was being like considered to speak at the RNC, and I was like, "This is the greatest crossover of all time." I thought it was really funny. I was, I would, I would say, if we got away with Tulsi and they had John Kasich, we had definitely won that round. But holy it's cow, so weird. Whatever is going on, there's like, I don't, I don't, the, the, I don't understand how you can have. So look, the, the the criticism I'm seeing of Trump from the left is that this is not a real deal. That he held off at the very last minute for, uh, you know, an, a re-election bump, and that these are two states that already work for, you know, work at the behest of the U.S. So it's no big deal. I, I disagree. I disagree. I think this is this is major, and this major announcement means that other nations and and people will start to reflect on this and stuff. And now we have, I guess, Tulsi Gabbard. I don't know. I, I don't know if this is confirmed. Is I she, don't think it is. Okay. I think they I mean, were just be kind great. of spitballing it. Yeah, it'd be but cool, we, right? But she's a progressive. I mean, if you look at her record, she is. But she's consistently been about anti-war. And it's resulted in her, for some reason, being more aligned with Trump supporters. And that's the weirdest thing to me. That is weird. I, I mean, but 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 it's almost like we're seeing the a redefinition of both parties. Yeah. Yeah, the Republicans, the, the actual Republican base today feels so different from where the Republicans were, even with Mitt Romney. Yeah. And I don't, I don't, I don't understand. A lot like, has changed over the last, like, five years, I would say. Like I feel what? like I feel like everything has shifted because... From what I recall when I was growing up, I don't remember my family's attitude attitude toward the idea of a war, but it was never considered like bad. We were not pacifists. We did not think it was a big deal. We thought it was part of being American, just kind of being involved overseas, which is obviously subject to debate. But then 
over time, I started noticing that the Democrats were only interested in being against war when it helped their narrative. And I was like, what's going on here? Why is no one being consistent? Well, and then you, Republicans started to be the ones who were like, no, war is bad. We got to get out of there. Most of them, not all of them. Your family's conservative? Yeah. Yeah. How do they feel about the war with like during George W. Bush? They were kind of hands off about it. Like they didn't think it was a good thing. But I get. I think that we thought that they had a really good goal being over there, especially after 9-11. Because following up with that, they were like, this is something important that we need to do. We need to make sure this doesn't happen again. Yeah. And it was BS, but it really was the New York Times and the media and many outlets who who told us that we were facing these threats. And then when it came to Barack Obama, who was like, I'm, I'm, I am I, don't know. What was McCain's position? Was he for? He Bolton? was so pro, pro-war. Yeah, I know. He was like Bolton. <laughs> seriously. Right, 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 right. That's why, like, it's really funny when uh, when McCain died. And, I, you know, with all due respect. Every, every, everybody on Twitter, every political spectrum was just like not having it. Right. Like they don't like the guy. Yeah. And there was a, there was a meme, it was a political compass. And in the center, it was like an NPC saying, you know, like love and respect for, you know, service and duty or something. Right. And then every faction, the authoritarian left, the libertarian left were like (laughs) F McCain or whatever. And it was funny because like I was, I I, I didn't think it was like tepid or centrist to, to, to say, you know, I can respect him, you know. He's, he died. I guess that makes me milk toast centrist. I, see, see, I don't really agree with that either because I think that you can totally make the statement that he, because he was partially, his arms were partially paralyzed because of what he went through overseas, yeah. right? Yeah, they that tortured is, him. That is a heroic act. Like, and, and two things I think can really be true at once, especially in the case of John McCain. He was extremely heroic. He saved a bunch of his men, but then he did not become someone who loved peace. He continued to like the idea of war. And I did not, I couldn't, I couldn't square that in my mind. You know, you know what bothers me hmm. a lot about, like, especially where Republicans used to be, because this, this is the point of what I'm trying to get to. Everything's very different now. Yeah. Like, I, I, for some reason, you've got, there were, there were more Republicans supporting Trump withdrawing from Afghanistan than there were Democrats. Mind you, there were only eight. There were so few of them. And there were yeah. three Democrats. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, look, both parties suck. You know, mm-hmm. Trump's, yep. Trump's something totally different you know, uh, whether he gets a peace prize or whatever. But with Obama, they were pro-war to an insane degree. All the liberals just shut up. Yeah. And that to me was like, that. I was like, you know what, man, I, what, what is this? I, I felt like it, it was it was 2008, you know? Yeah. Hope and change, bring the mm-hmm. troops back and all these really great things. And it was not, not true. And I think, you know, when you look at the legacy of Barack Obama with the National Defense Authorization Act, with bolstering, for, you know, our, our forces in the Middle East and all of the, the, the uh, extrajudicial, extrajudicial assassination of American citizens, you know, it, it, this, is, this, is, this, is, this is rough. I know domestic policy is really important, but for me, where, you know, how I viewed the world and, and how people viewed us and really getting to as close as we can to something we can consider to be utopian which would probably just be, you know, carrying on in a, you know, uh, freedom, libertarianish right. capitalist system of some sort with a mix, like a mixed economy, some kind of social safety net. Then I think, you know, worldly affairs are really, really important. And I'm thinking, like, how can we actually function as a country if we just routinely do these things? And how can we have a constitution when you actually have a president who straight up says, if you're an American, but you're in a different country, I can I can drop a bomb on you. Right. And he, and he talks about having a pen and a phone and just bypassing all of the stuff that was put into place to make sure that presidents didn't sit down with a pen and a phone and do all this stuff. And like I, the kind of thing that Democrats are complaining about now with Trump, these things that are that the executive branch 
shouldn't have control over. It's just grown too much. They just keep doing it. Obama, I mean, how did we enter Libya? Like, you remember all that yeah. under Obama? Yeah. Yeah, and it was like, you, you can't, all, the president can't just do that, and he just did it, and they were like, well, well whatever. Well. And it's it's been that way nonstop. And so, you know, early on in Trump's, uh, several years ago, he fired a bunch of missiles into Syria. Right. All of a sudden, we saw these pundits like, hmm, truly a presidential candidate, you know. That or so or not, not candidate, but truly so presidential. No, it's not strange. They want they they they, they support the war machine. Yeah. Here, and here's what I here's what I think is happening right now. It seems like someone accidentally allowed real Americans to win an election yeah, with, what, with Donald Trump. What's up with that? It was an accident. <laughs> there was like that Pied Piper email from the DNC. Do you remember that one? No. It was like Donald Trump is a Pied Piper candidate that would basically they wanted Trump to be prominent because it would make them lose. Wow. And it made him win. Really? Talk about how stupid that was. Interesting. Yeah, but but I think about like what it's really it's really become obvious when you have a two-party system and then you get a president who's straight up like, eh, "I'm over this. Let's pull our troops out." And all of a sudden now, you have the never Trumpers, the the Republican establishment who ran with the, with their tails between their legs begging, banging on the door of the Democratic establishment, "Help us, help us." You know, and they're pro-war. And they and you and and the Democrats are like, "Okay, come on in." And now they're basically doing like war games and other stupid, you know, whatever together. And they're all pro-war. Yeah. And then they run this media narrative that's like very obviously pro-war. I read an article from Defense One mm-hmm. where they're like, something really weird is happening. Where for some reason Congress is stopping the president from ending the use of force in a foreign country. It never, it's like, it doesn't happen that way. Yeah. But I think what we're seeing is with Trump and with, you know, his efforts to withdraw forces and now the Middle Eastern peace deal. These are bad for the military industrial complex. These yep. are these are bad for these big companies. They want to go on big adventures. They want to be big machines and, and you know, that, that churn out economic value. Donald Trump talked about selling weapons to Saudi Arabia and all this stuff and things that were very, people were very critical about. And and now we see this happening. And now the Trump supporters, which in, it includes people who were liberal before. Right. What am I supposed to say? You know, like Donald Trump has just uh, coordinated uh, this 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 Middle Eastern peace deal, whether or not he's deserving of all of the credit or some of the right. credit or whatever, it's it's him. It's it's him, and I absolutely think that uh, Israel and and uh, UAE deserve lots of credit for this. Absolutely, it's it's really hard to come to the table, and 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 there's a lot of uh, political issues involved, and probably historical hate. And Trump, they said he had he had a vision, he had a meeting. He brought them together at an event, I guess, and he said, I want to do this. And they both were like, we're interested in talking. And he helped make this happen. So what am I supposed to say to people? I, I have I have friends of mine who are like, donate to Biden. You you have to. Trump can't win. And I'm like, what, what, what is Middle Eastern peace deal? Man? Yeah, dude. <laughs> like, what am I supposed to, to do that. now? Yeah. I've been talking to some people who hate Biden, some prominent people, some high profile people who are like, I can't vote for Trump, man. And I'm like, I hear you. You know, and it's and and I'm I'm pretty upset. Like I'm, it's for me, it's begrudgingly. Yeah. I'm I'm right now as of right now, I probably will, and especially with Kamala Harris. Dude. The 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 issue though too is like, I don't know how I feel about Mike Pence, but I'll tell you this: if we get Middle Eastern peace, if I mean that, I can't I can't even put in the words the feeling like I have. Yeah. Because of this, I'm like my jaw hit the floor, <laughs> and I see the haters, and I'm like, can you give him one day? And they're like, it doesn't really mean anything. I'm like, dude, are you kidding me? You can't even if you can't even go to these countries if you've ever been to Israel. And now we're starting to see the, a crack break where it's like there can be peace. 
and it might not be perfect. These things, things like this may have happened in the past, but to this extent, I'm stoked on it, right? Yeah. Yeah, but there's still people saying, nah. This reminds me a little bit of the North Korea thing that they came up with. Because yeah. I remember everybody, I was like, this is another thing. This is the first time I started thinking, you know, I've never, this is something I never thought I'd see. I thought we'd always be at war. I thought they would always be threatening to bomb somebody in order to get some kind of aid from us. Because my parents told me that was how it was. That was what they did. They would threaten to do things and we would give them help. And I was like, oh, that's, yep. that sounds like a really wonderful situation. Maybe we should do something about that. So when he, when he kind of pulled that off or he made headway there, I was really impressed and to me doing this is even more impressive because it's not just north korea it's not just one country it's two different countries that have been totally at odds and then president trump who supposedly has absolutely no standing in the world kind of bringing them together and using coronavirus as a kind of a, right right that's one of the things yeah, we're doing. so it's that that was amazing to me i was like this is really smart this is very clever diplomacy yeah so one of the things they're doing is they're gonna be working together on a covid vaccine and that it's great. I mean, this is all this is all great. Yeah, when when Trump started talking with North Korea and the the deal like to try and work towards peace, I think it's kind of not really gone so well. Right. North Korea kind of does down. their thing <laughs> and he got roasted for it and what really bothered me is, you know, uh, Donald Trump walked into North Korea right. with no security. Right. I I was just uh man, once again I'm shocked. I'm like peace is possible. So here's my question for all the people who are complaining about Trump and all the things he's bad at. And I'm like, yeah, like so. So I saw somebody mention like, you know, Tim, you say you don't like Trump's character. Who should he act more like? And I'm like, it's a good it's a good point. You know, people made fun of George W. Bush. But I'll, I'll be honest, I think Trump has done a lot better in the past couple of years relative to where he was when he first got elected. And I can I can recognize that. Right. And I think it really comes down to, you know, finer points on issues related to social liberalism. You know, uh, just like old old school wedge issues that still kind of exist. So you know what really bothers me about Trump? And this is not really a popular view, I don't think. Because I don't know how many people even think about this anymore. But the budget really, really bothers me. Oh, the, yeah, the, the national the debt. The national debt. And I think that people who are thinking about the future are bothered by it. And Trump doesn't seem to mind. Like, I don't know how he used to run his business. Maybe this is why some of them went into the ground, but he doesn't just seem interested in. There was only, there was only, there was only a few of his businesses that were bankruptcies and he had hundreds. Yeah. Okay. That's fair. Yeah. I know. I I hear this all the time and I'm like, bankruptcy doesn't mean you're a failure. It means you're strategically trying to, you know. Right. But I, I kind of thought when he was elected that being a businessman would help him like pay really close attention to the deficit. No, that's wrong. Yep. He's way off on that there, one. There are a lot of benefits to a business person in government, but I, I think we see often in the, in the look, man, businesses are authoritarian. Yeah. Totally. Like you, you start your own company. You can do whatever you want. Mm-hmm. You hire who you want. You fire who you want. Within the law, there's still legal issues right. here. But you can snap your fingers and be like, you know what we need? We need uh, uh, a giant, a giant vat of grape jelly. Yes. And and your your employees are going to be like, uh, we're a sock company. We're, <laughs> what, do we, what do we need? Just get me the jelly. And you slam the table and they go do it. Yep. Yeah. And so when Trump, you go into government, Trump sits in the room and he says, here's what we need to do. And he ends up with, I can't remember uh, which one of his advisors saying like, you can't do that. Yeah, I think a few of them have said that. Yeah, and they're like, it's the legal channels. It's the yeah. it's the it's the red tape. And then he's like, why? You know. Then yeah. the media comes after him. They're like, look what he's doing. He's doing illegal things. And it's like, uh, and they misframe everything. Right. Of course. So now, 
it's really, really, it's going to be really, really tough for them to drag him over this. But uh, earlier when I covered this, when it first broke, like this is what I was saying earlier. Normally I'll have like, I've got a bunch of stories pulled up. There are a bunch of things I know I want to talk about. Then this dropped and I was like, wow. That's it. Yeah. And so I pulled it up. I'm like, I don't, I don't know. And I wanted to be fair. I got some criticism from other people to highlight. But it reminded me of, it was, I think, who was it? Nate Silver? Mm-hmm. Nate from Silver. From 538. When he tweeted, you won't even give, the libs won't even give Trump one yeah. good day. And that was when he killed uh, al-Baghdadi. Yeah. The, who was the leader of ISIS. The austere religious scholar, uh-huh. as I recall. Yes. This, this, this to me, like, when I saw the note that came out, uh, the statement that came out from the world leaders, mm-hmm. Trump and uh, Netanyahu, and I think it's uh, Sheikh Mohammed Zayed. Is it I Prince, think that's his The crown name. prince yeah. of uh, UAE. And I saw these people ragging on him. The craziest thing was the people who are too dumb to understand what it was. And this this bums me out, man. You know, they don't they don't understand when it, it, it's I'm, I don't get it. I really I just don't get it. How, how could I grow up hearing that war is bad, war is bad, war is bad, you know, from from the left, from the liberals. And now they don't care or they support it. I've, I've actually had a progressive friend of mine say, well, you know, when it comes to war. Oh, please. I try to be consistent, and there are things that I value. And my position on war has a lot to do with the death penalty. Right. And the, the, the justification of whether or not we should be doing the things we're doing. Right. So, you know what, man? If, if this leads Trump to the Nobel Peace Prize or whatever. So be it, man. Seriously. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I think that's really cool. I think that's fantastic. Honestly, I think that this kind of work between these two different countries and kind of facilitating this is fully deserving of a peace prize. Way more I don't so, know what constitutes a peace prize. That's true. Maybe I should look into that. But because that would be kind of interesting too, right? You want to look up what Obama got his peace prize, prize for? Yeah, let me see. I'm gonna, I want to I do this. Listen, I, I think I try, I try not to, 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 to beat the dead horse when it comes to issues of uh, foreign war, Middle Eastern conflict, all of this stuff. And but but it, it really is like these are my issues. That's why I really like Tulsi Gabbard. She's not running, and you know whatever. That's why it's I think it's really cool that she might speak. I don't I don't know what the deal is whether she'd speak at the RNC or something, but I love it. Um, I know that there are other people that I, I also respect who disagree. I think Dan Crenshaw. I think he's fantastic. I tremendous respect for the guy, and I think he disagrees. I think he think uh, he's he said we need a presence over there. But this is this is it for me. It's something that I find uh, really really important. But we have an, we have another story. Should we, you want to talk about Obama real quick? Yeah, let me talk it, about it, him real quick because right, I was able this. to find it. Yeah. So let me go through this with you guys. So it says the 2009 Nobel Peace Prize was awarded to the U.S. President Barack Obama for his extraordinary efforts to strengthen international diplomacy and cooperation between people. Hey, you know what Trump just did today? <laughs> he seriously strengthened international diplomacy and cooperation between these two countries that I, were at odds. I got, I got a question, though. Yeah. Uh, didn't Obama assume office in like January, January 20th, 2009? 2009 or 2008? Nine. The election was in 08. And then in 09, yeah, right. he assumes this office. It's like immediate. Yeah. They kind of just gave him the yeah, award literally. The so I, I'm wondering. Oh, yeah. You want to look at it? There you go. What, what did he have to do to uh, earn Nobel earn? Peace Prize? I don't Prize. think earn is the right word here. <laughs> what the heck? So uh, he accepted the Peace Prize December. He was, uh, they announced the award October 9th, 2009. Whoa. Citing mm. Obama's promotion of nuclear non-proliferation and a new climate in international relations fostered by Obama, especially in reaching out to the Muslim world. 
The Nobel Committee's decision drew mixed reactions from U.S. commentators and editorial writers across the political spectrum, as well as the rest of the world. Interesting. Yep. Mm-hmm. Look at this. He accepted the award in, on December 10th, 2009. In a 36-minute speech, he discussed the tensions between war and peace and the idea of a just war, saying, perhaps the most profound issue surrounding my receipt of this prize is the fact that I am the commander-in-chief of the, mili- of a, of the military of a nation in the midst of two wars. Obama is the fourth president of the United States to have won the Nobel Peace Prize after Teddy Roosevelt, Woodrow Wilson, Jimmy Carter. And Carter's honor happened after leaving office. Wow. Okay. So uh, after that, Obama added more troops and then sent a bunch of drones. And the drones done blew people up. Yep. Mm, yeah. Yeah, I do have to say it was surprisingly self-aware of him to talk about the country being in two different wars at the time that he received this prize. Yeah. Like, thanks, thanks for pointing that out, dude. We noticed Yeah, that. and a lot of people made the joke. They're like, maybe Obama should give the award back once he started blowing up, yep. you know, military-aged men. Yep. There, there were a couple people, and I, I, I'm, I'm not entirely sure, so definitely fact-check me. I think Obama killed four people that were American citizens wow. without charge or trial. And the scariest thing, and, th- and this is credit to Luke Rutkowski of We Are Change. He was speaking to people at the... Um, it was it was the I think it was the debates, right? I don't know if you know this. It was the debates and I think it was the debates. They got some interviews and they asked people, you know, Obama used a drone strike to kill a 16-year-old American citizen without charge or trial, and the response was, "Yeah, well, he should have had a be- he should have had a better dad." I can't what? Yeah, I think that I'm not sure who said that. Okay, it's been a long time. This was back in like 2011 or 2012. Wow. Yeah. And and where was the news? Where was the media? We get dragged into the stuff by a, a, a biased fake news. Man, you know what I think? It's There's a lot of people in this country who just trust the news. Mm-hmm. And when the news says it, they're like, why not? When Trump comes out and challenges that, you've got a bunch of NPCs and they're thinking like, but the news is a part of my day. Yeah. They don't want to break away from it, but man, is it is it fake? And, th- and here, here, here's 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 what I gotta say because we're gonna we're gonna go into this next story and it's gonna be really bad. So I hope you were all you are all ready for this next story because we're gonna talk about something that the media's been heavily, heavily criticized for. There is the media that people talk about, like with air quotes, and then there's actual news outlets. Local news tends to do a pretty okay job. There's a lot of there's there's still the same issues that that affect local outlets the same as national outlets. But the national outlet outlets have a tendency of being, I don't know, wings of the Democratic Party. I put it yeah. that way, you know, Public and, relations and wing. The, the issue is right now we have liberal media. We have left wing. I, I don't like calling it liberal media, but that's what it's called. Right. That's, that's how people refer to it. And then you have conservative media. But the mainstream news and people like, you know, Brian Stelter, they never say left wing media. They always just say, like, Trump's ragging on news outlets. They're like fish not knowing they're wet almost. Yeah, but they will say right-wing commentators, right-wing personalities. They'll lump all of the worst people in the world together under the banner of right-wing. If you go to the anti-defamation leagues like Terror Tracker, Mm -hmm. they're like anyone anti-government is right-wing. That's amazing. It's like, we're talking about Antifa is Mm anti-government, but there's no anti-government left-wing category. Mm -hmm. There was one, one instance where they claimed that a black identity extremist who had killed people was left wing. And all of a sudden I'm like, well, hold on a minute. Isn't racial supremacy like right wing but because of the race you make it left or right that's weird so so what ends up happening is like, this is how the media functions yeah what so listen we're gonna get uh we're gonna get uh this is gonna be it's gonna be brutal man 
Um, I, I'm, I appreciate you appreciate you guys. We're going to talk about a really, really messed up story. And we're going to talk about what the media what the media is doing. So I'm, I'm giving you guys fair warning. You're going to your blood will boil from this one. Check it out. It's from the blaze. And I've got an update on this. Neighbor reportedly rushes five year old boy playing outside, puts a gun to his head and executes him from the blaze. This story has been making the rounds among many, many people. And I just say many people because I see a lot of people talking about it and I don't see large mainstream news outlets. Yeah. They didn't talk about it. They didn't talk about a story like this. I saw this and I had people asking me if I would cover it and, you know, will I bring it up? And I got to be honest, my, my, my thought process initially was like, this is insane. However, my point of view was like, I don't think I can just highlight this one particular story because people think the media is ignoring it right. and they should be covering it. Right. And I also kind of thought like, well, I mean, th- you know, will they cover it? I, I mean, are people jumping the gun? I, you know, let's see if this becomes a story. And sure enough, it didn't. And now it's at the point where we have the body camera footage from George Floyd. Mm-hmm. Totally ignored. Mm-hmm. Totally ignored. And I'm, and, I'm, and I'm like, wait, wait, hold on. Hold on a minute. How many stories like this do we have? So, you know, with, 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 with all due respect and, you know, maybe I could have done a better job. Maybe I could have brought the story sooner. You have the story of a five-year-old boy who was playing outside and a dude ran up because of some beef executed a little kid and this doesn't make it's it's not just about this story there's a bunch of stories like this i remember do you, do you remember when in uh in new york there were people running up to orthodox and, and Hasidic jews and, and just beating them yep and just where was it why why does it fall on conservatives to support the jewish community when they were being attacked in new york city yeah I don't why know. national media look i think it's obvious the the, the narrative they're pushing Writing Black Lives Matter in the streets without approval, the, the, it's 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 intended to help the Democratic Party. Yeah, I mean it's it's Bill De Blasio. It is literally Democrats painting these messages. Yeah, and without, then it without permission. Right. Yeah, and taxpayer money. Mm-hmm. The moment someone challenges it, what do we get? Shut it down. Shh. Yep. Well, not Bill De Blasio. He was like, no. He, he said he said Black Lives Matter transcends politics. Oh, does it? So what? So does Blue Lives Matter? Yeah. I thought I thought everybody liked cops. How does Blue li- How does Blue Lives Matter not transcend politics? Police exist literally everywhere. Yeah. No, it's apparently a political statement to say you support police now, but not Black Lives Matter. I want to read you the story because I want to make sure you all understand. This is from the Blaze. They say a five-year-old boy is dead after a man in Wilson, North Carolina, reportedly ran up to the child while he was playing in a neighborhood street and fatally shot the child in the head. According to a report from WRAL-TV, the shooting took place on Sunday. Cannon Hinnant was playing outside his father's house on the dusky summer evening when their neighbor, 25-year-old Darius N. Sessoms, charged Cannon, produced a handgun, and shot him in the head. The child's seven-year-old and eight-year-old siblings witnessed the murder. First responders came to the scene and transported the little boy to Wilson Medical Center, where he was pronounced dead. Doris LeBron, a neighbor said she witnessed Sesums running up to Cannon, putting the gun to his head and firing the weapon before fleeing the scene into his own home. She couldn't believe her eyes. Quote, my first reaction was he's playing with the kids, she recalled. For a second, I thought that couldn't happen. People don't run across the street and kill kids. Mm-hmm. LeBron said the situation became all too real when she saw the child's father react to the horrific scene. Authorities took Sesums into custody on Monday night and charged him with first-degree murder. 
He's being held in the Wilson County Jail without bond. Authorities have not yet determined a motive in the shooting, but insisted that the killing wasn't a random, wasn't at, wasn't random, as Sesums was reportedly friendly with Cannon's father. A GoFundMe page was set up to benefit the family, uh, has raised at least $5,577 at the time of this reporting. I want to stop there too. I see Antifa, far leftist rioters, they go around and they smash windows, they attack people, and they raise 80 grand, 30 grand, 40 grand. Yep. The media doesn't cover these stories. This is not the only story. These stories happen all the time. And I think, I think I've been desensitized to them, especially growing up in Chicago. I wonder why it is that this isn't national news. This doesn't make sense to me because this, you want to talk about not a political issue? This is not a political issue. It is. It shouldn't be. It shouldn't be. It's murder and it shouldn't be political in any way at all. Um, and and they're, I think that they're choosing to make it political by refusing to cover it. It bothers me a lot. Like so it's an issue. We have an update from The Blaze. Hashtag say his name trends after mainstream media silence on the atrocious killing of, four, uh, of five-year-old Cannon Hinnant. Why is there a media blackout on the execution killing of a five-year-old boy who was innocently riding his bicycle? I don't, I don't agree with the term blackout. You know, I think blackout implies they're all intentionally saying don't run the story. Yeah. I think it's fair if you want to, if you believe that, like if, if in your opinion, you're like, I don't trust the media and I think they're going to do that. You know, I personally wouldn't say blackout. I would say they don't care about you. They don't care about this kid. They don't care about these stories. And I think that's worse. That is way worse. I think it's way worse. I think it's one thing to imply that the media is actively seeing this and going, oh no, we better not let anyone know. That implies they know it's bad. And they, and they, they, they actually understand the ramifications of a murder like this. And they're worried about what people will think. Like, no, I think they ignore it. They, they ignore it? You really think they ignore it? Or you think they don't even care? That's what I, I mean. I, yeah, I, think I think they see it and they go like, I, th- I think they go, huh. Because they don't even see, like, what, what, what I'm trying to say is, a regular person sees a story like this and they share it. They're like, what is this? Right. Why does something like this happen? And why are there other stories like this? There's videos of people being beaten in the street and the media won't talk about it. It's not because I think there's a blackout. That would imply they understand that people are, are shocked by yeah. this. It's that they don't want to, they don't care. It yeah. just, it, it just doesn't phase them at all. It, hmm. they don't, they're indifferent. I was always told growing up, the opposite of love is not hate, it's indifference. I think it's right. And that's what this is. Complete and total indifference to the fact that we've had murders going up in this country, violent crime, and we're witnessing in various cities, the district attorneys are straight up saying, we will not prosecute. Yeah. I, Portland. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chicago. So I, I, maybe this is just because I took the moral foundations test and I'm really, really high in caring. I think You're really I'm, high? I'm really, I'm, I'm really high. <laughs> That's going to yeah. get clipped out of context. I'm really high in caring. And it, it baffles me that you could just discard this and just decide not to cover it. Like what, what could possess you? That's, that's kind of ghoulish to be able to say, I don't think this is important. I don't think this matters. So for those that aren't familiar, there is, uh, it's Jonathan Haidt. Is, yeah. yeah. He did the mm-hmm. moral foundations test. And it's, it's a really, really fascinating assessment. It finds that basically conservatives have a balance of all, there's six moral foundations. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You want to pull it up? Yeah. Okay. So it, it, conservatives, you can pat yourself on the back, whether this matters for you or not. Liberals, I, I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing, but it's interesting Lib- there, there are six moral foundations. Do you have them? Yeah, hold on. Let me grab it. It's like uh, care, fair. Oh, you've got it. Yeah, there you go. Okay. 
do they do they actually list the foundations so. on here? No, I think if you have no, to actually you have to take go through the, the whole thing. Ah, that's boo. I don't like here, that. Here, what? Let's. Uh, do you want? Do you want to just spam it? Yeah, let's just see. make it crazy, we'll, and then we'll show you this to explain what's going on. Oh, I can just go through all the way in the middle. We'll be super yeah, just, moderate. We'll be super centrist here. All right, we're going to give it a totally fake answer and see okay. what it comes up with. Everything might be even. <laughs> I don't know. The moral foundations are like care, fairness, loyalty, loyalty authority, purity. Purity which is weird to me. So here, oh, here, here we, we actually have it. Here, we, here are the six. Care, fairness, purity, loyalty, authority, and liberty. And you can see here, we, uh, so Lydia just spammed moderate the whole look, way across. Look how moderate we are. Yeah, and, but, <laughs> but it, it's conservative. It says your strongest moral foundation is loyalty. Interesting. Your morality is closest to that of a conservative. Conservatives tend to have a balance of all of the moral foundations. That's really it's interesting. Very interesting. And, and what's, re- what's, what's really fascinating to me about it is it's conservative, like in general. This is not a new thing for conservatives. Right. But liberals tend to have care and fairness really high. Mm-hmm. And you can see, look at the blue here. Care is at like 78. Fairness is at like, you know, 79. And then loyalty, authority, purity, and liberty are lower. And purity is like the lowest next to libertarian. And conservatives in red are balanced across the board. Yeah. Interestingly, and I find this hilarious, libertarians are low on everything except liberty. <laughs> that kind of makes sense. They're like, to I me. don't care what you do or who you do it to, leave me alone. Yeah, exactly. But this is what's fascinating. Authority is important to recognize, but not to just blindly follow. We understand why why authority is important to make sure a system can function and people can survive. Right. Purity is relatively important as well, and it has to do with avoiding disease and things like this. Yeah, like having borders and boundaries. Right. Liberals, or I should say left liberal, whatever you want to call it, have like none. They don't think that's important. None. They do have more, uh, They do have a decent amount of liberty. That's interesting too, mm-hmm. but lower than conservatives. Liberals obviously believe less in liberty than conservatives, less, less in authority, less in loyalty, hmm. more care and more fairness. Yeah. I, I challenge this. I don't believe it. Really? I don't believe that care really is, I think, fairness, but I don't think they care. Really? Yeah, because when I talk to my, like, when I try to make a conversation with, maybe it's whatever default liberal is, when I have conversations with them and I say something like, do you, do you ever actually ask a conservative how they feel? Of course they don't. So do you think it's just like an in-group thing, like where they really, really want to protect their group? Yes. Yeah. That's so it's, why it's very maybe, tribal. That's why maybe fairness isn't true either. I don't think fairness is fair either. I got to be completely honest because you can take a look at this. When you have Antifa, Black Lives Matter rioters, smashing and destroying small businesses, causing suffering among those who are the most vulnerable among us, immigrant families, where are those who, care, who have care and fairness coming out and saying this was wrong? Hmm. You might be right. Yeah, I don't know what it is these people are. Maybe maybe you, you'd find that the, the Antifa people, they, they score low in everything but authority. Because I'm, I'm curious about this, right? Yeah. They give, you a, they give you a graph of left, liberal, conservative, and libertarian. What about authoritarian? Yeah, what about like far, far, far left? Well, yeah. yeah. Well, not even just, but not just far left, but authoritarian in general. That's the, true. Like, That's oppose. not really a... Would they have low liberty and really high authority? Yeah, and probably really high purity. So anyway, the, the reason uh, we, we got into this in the context of um, uh, Ken and Hinnant is specifically about they don't care. Right. And I'm like, how can they claim to be liberal if they literally don't care about these things? Yeah. Certainly the story should make the average person cry. 
Yeah. Like, I mean, this this was like getting punched in the chest. Seriously. And but you know, I've seen so many stories like this, and and I mean, even when I saw the George Floyd videos, like I was moved. I was like, I'm like, man. Even when you watch the body camera footage and you realize, look, he was resisting. He uh, so for those that aren't familiar, they 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 published the body camera footage. Yeah. Now we know he kicked his way out of the SUV. He was saying uh, he was resisting, and he was saying, "Hold me on the ground." Hold me on the ground several times. Mm-hmm. I'm still upset when I see that video of him saying I can't breathe, mama, and stuff like that. It it it, it pains me, man. I'm I'm absolutely opposed to the death penalty. To to the death penalty, recognizing there's no absolutes, right? I understand there are certain circumstances that even I have no control over. Right. Conflict exists. Murderers exist. And sometimes, I think in the confines of the state, if you've subdued someone and they're unable to actually hurt anybody anymore that's when i'm like i don't think it's right to kill but i understand if i saw this dude walk up to that kid and pull out a gun that guy'd probably die yep if i, I if I, I if i had the means right. you know what i mean i think most people would agree it doesn't matter who the person is you watch them walk up to a kid and draw a gun if you had the power if you would snap your fingers and they would die an agonizing death and it would prevent that, that death you would do it in defense of others yeah absolutely and it's and it and, it, and it's unfortunate but this kid didn't deserve what he got no, man. This this family, the siblings, this this poor kid, man. Right in front of his siblings, too. And it the George Floyd thing is awful. It's sad. That's traumatizing. And I wish that had never happened. But at the same time, George Floyd got a heck of a lot more of a chance at life than this little five-year-old kid. And I wish that he were getting as much attention and as much of a memory, like a memorial, as George Floyd did. Check, 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 uh, check out these tweets. Jason Howard yeah. says, Canon Hennett, say his name. CNN, NBC. CBS, ABC, zero results, zero results, wow. zero results. Not even a mention. It's crazy. I mean, if CNN ran one article where they're like, hey, this thing happened and that was it. And there was no big like, you know, Brian Seltzer didn't come on the air and talk about it. I'd be like, they, they did the story. You know what I mean? They, they talk about it. Whether or not people in politics care is entirely up to them. It's, it's crazy to me. I think, you know, I was reading this uh, medium post from a woman named Carrie Smith about how she's a liberal and she's going to vote for Trump. And it's because the left isn't liberal anymore. It's because they're lying. She wrote about how in the 2016 cycle, she was watching videos of Trump supporters being beaten and it made her cry. Yeah, dude. But she still believed it was like Trump was awful and all these things were really bad and these supporters were really bad. And it wasn't until she actually talked to people that she learned these are regular people thinking, feeling human beings. You know what I mean? But even she had empathy when she saw these videos of Trump supporters being attacked. Yeah, absolutely. What are these people on, on Twitter? that are just pure wads of hate. It's like all the hate. It's like, it reminds me of, uh, uh, you ever see Ghostbusters 2? <laughs> no, I'm sorry. <laughs> okay, so in Ghostbusters 2, there's pink slime. Uh-huh. And when they're negative, it bubbles and expands. Hmm. And it's like, you know, it's feeding off negative energy. Oh, okay, okay. That's what Twitter is. It's like, um, so, what was the name of the bad guy from Ghostbusters 2? I can't remember his name. Ah, uh, shoot, I don't know. Let me see. You didn't see it. No, it I was, didn't uh, see it. It was a guy in the painting, you know, whatever. But, uh, if if man if 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 they remade Ghostbusters two storyline today with Twitter, mm-hmm. it's just it's putrid. Yeah, and and I don't even want to know what people are saying about this kid. So we got a tweet here from uh, Kyle Kashev. He says yesterday a five year old was riding his bike playing outside with uh, outside his house with his two sisters. His neighbor with already multiple felony charges walked up to him and shot him dead at point blank. Five years old, JFC. Where the H is the media coverage? Say his name. Cassandra Fairbank says. Just so everyone understands, a lone woman calling the police on a stranger threatening her dog in a park is considered national news. The murder of Kenan Hinnant 
is not. She's got a point. She dabbed. Yeah, she does. It's a huge point. How many stupid Karen videos do they prop up? Our news media does not serve us. This reminds me of in Sweden. There was a story that I, uh, when I was when I, I went to Sweden several years ago. You 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 got yeah, yeah. most. Yeah, I think most. I think most so people called. know, but for those that aren't familiar, I went to Sweden because Donald Trump said, you know, look what happened over you know last night in Sweden. He was referring to a Fox News story. Everyone took him literally because the left likes pretending they you know they have to pull him out of context. Right. So I decided, you know, with uh, a, a friend of mine, Emily, we were going to go and cover and do like a vlog series in Sweden to see what was really going on. We called it last night in Sweden. It was funny. We thought it was like we thought it was like a funny take on going because I really thought for the most part that Sweden was OK. Right. And it kind of was. It's got its problems. Right. There's a story there about someone who committed a crime who was uh, Somali mm-hmm. and the media blurred his face and hands. And then changed the color of the pixels to make it look like he was white. I remember that. Yep. And I think there's a racial component to why they don't do certain stories. This is the problem with a hysterical media. Telling a story about a guy murdering a kid does not make you racist. It is not, it's not racist to highlight the fact that a, a grown man executed a little boy. I don't care what their races were. I care that it happened. When, when Tamir Rice, you know the story of mm-hmm. Tamir Rice, was playing with his you know, toy pistol in a park and the cops ran up and shot him, I was extremely angry about of this. Of course. Cops, you know, that's why I think there's, there's, real, there's move, room for reform and figuring out how to make you know, things better. Dude, I think this is why racism is never going to die. They're not going to let it. It earns way <laughs> too much money. It is way too lucrative. It's way too profitable. It gets all those clicks, dude. And this is why they don't want the war in the Middle East to die. Exactly. For much the same reasons. It's like it's like controlled chaos. Let it happen. You know, but I, I really don't think it's a grand conspiracy or anything, or anything like that. I think, you know, what we see in places like Sweden and now what we see with stories like this, it is, oh man, I'm going to read this. I, I'm, I'm, I, look. What, 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 I, what I wanted to end with is there are, there, are, there are social functions that tell you you are not allowed to say certain things because it's too close to the line no matter what. And I've been explaining this on, you know, a couple times, particularly with how, how it pertains to COVID. Mm-hmm. If we're not allowed to show you a doctor talking about COVID because he's got good news and we get banned for it, then the only thing you will ever see is everything's getting worse. Yep. COVID is getting worse. Everybody's getting sick. And then people will just continually believe everything's worse than it is. And then because of that, the actions taken by government and by doctors will always be towards the most extreme and negative interpretation. That's there's, interesting. There's no. Yeah. So you, you need you need uh, arguments. So if, if the news comes out and says this is the end of the world, it's the apocalypse. You need another side to come out and say, well, hold on. There's some good news here. And then people can weigh their the views and say, OK, I think the truth is closer to the middle right now. Anybody who says anything like like this, this, this is the reason why only conservative outlets, for the most part, actually talk about what happened to this kid. Right. And I think there's a racial component to it. I think you're right. Well, I think this. So this this really boggles my mind. And, and I don't think I think that the, the fact that the media has no accounting force. I think what you said about them pushing everything toward the extreme by only giving bad news. I think that's that's pivotal like that's an important point and i'm not sure anyone really considers that and i know that you can read the news all day kind of like we do and just come away thinking you know everything's normal because everything's bad you're normal your new normal becomes everything is always bad and you never stop to think about how policies are being pushed one way or the other yep 
Yeah. So, I mean, look, I've, I've had deep conversations with other big podcasters and, and political personalities. And I'm not, I, I, you know, pe- like people have commented on how I said in the past, if YouTube came and banned me outright and just got rid of everything, I'm like, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hop in the van. I'm going to go down by the river and go fishing and just, just relax. And I, I don't care if I have to, you know, if the rest of my life was backbreaking labor, working on, you know, a farm to grow my own food and live a humble life. But it's, 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 it's more about, it's really hard to do right when it comes to information. How many stories are we not talking about right now? How many, how many other yeah. people have been murdered across this country all day, every day? We don't talk about them. And so to be honest, when I saw this first story, I'm like, man, I'm from Chicago. You know, you, you show me a story like this and I roll my eyes and I say, welcome to welcome, you know, some of the worst parts of this country. These things happen. And I think for this story, people, t- people took it very seriously. And I thought it, I, would, I, w- I was perhaps too jaded and I should highlight this and I should talk about how the media does, has done a poor job fully recognizing that I think even coming to the point where I felt like I should have talked about it in the first place. I feel like I'm just playing into the same uh, media machine. Yeah. Oh, everybody starts talking about it. So then I jump on the train and I'm like, oh, you know, look, now I'm concerned too. And it's like, I'm concerned about all of this all the time. But, you know, if, if you only hear from me, like if you only watch my channels, then you're going to get basically what I see. And you don't see literally everything I see. So people might have their perspective skewed by only watching my content. One of the reasons I think YouTube is substantially better than basically any other news outlet is because I hear from a lot of people, they don't just watch me, they watch also Jimmy Dore. Right. Or, or Crowder, Kyle Kalinske, Sticks Hexenhammer, other great creators, you know, in, uh, uh, commentators. And that's like the YouTube platform has created an area where you have different opinions, sometimes arguing with each other and debates. So you're not getting pigeonholed by one media company that won't tell you everything and only wants it to be always negative and everything like that. But I do think it's fair to point out same goes for me and literally anybody else. Man, really, we only ever talk about bad things. Well, and to be fair, there's only so many hours in the day. There's only so many stories you can cover. Like, you cover a lot of stories. You cover, what, six different stories a day? Like, uh, often combining things together. And and you can't yeah. cover everything. We have, like, millions and millions of people in the country and a 24-hour news cycle. There's just not a way to cover everything for everyone. But, yeah, I mean the whole idea that it's constantly bad is kind of discouraging. So I don't know how to fix that. The media, I think, I think it's, uh, look, I can be self-critical. I think it's important to do so. And I think, you know, people can criticize me, but I think I still try to do a good job. I still think I do a good job. I think we do a good job. And I want to show you this image right here. And I want to show you what a bad job is. Hmm. This is Covington Catholic. 4,450,000 4,450,000 results in a half second. Canon Hittent, 187,000 results in, a, you know, 0.3 of a second. There really is no coverage of this. That, like, think about what Covington Catholic is. Covington Catholic was literally a kid standing. Smirking. And, and that was, I, I, everyone and their grandmother came out and they were like, can you believe this? What makes viral outrage? You know what I mean? Like, why? When I got sent that video of Covington, people were like, dude, did you see this? And I was like, what is it? And they were like, it's this kid. And he like got in front of a guy's face. And I was like, it's just a video of a kid watching a guy drum. He's just standing there. I don't know why you care. What is this? And I ignored it. And then when I saw everyone talking about it, 
I actually started questioning it. I found a video that showed the Native American walk up to the kid, and I was confused. I was like, what do you mean? Like, the, 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 the Native American dude walked up to the kid. Why is everybody angry about this? Right. That was national news? Nobody wants it. You know what it, you know what it was? Huh. A negative racial component. You're right. That's consistent. It was. And I don't like that. I know. And I think this gets back to my point about racism. I think this is why racism will never die, because it just drives the media and it drives the clicks and it drives the rage that people already kind of have and think they know it's part and of it's, history. And it's creating a psychotic worldview. Let me, let me show you this paragraph real quick. They say, at the time of publication, a search of Ken and Hinton produced no results on the websites of ABC, CBS, NBC, MSNBC, CNN, NPR, New York Times, The Washington Post, Time, or Newsweek. It appears that Fox News was the only mainstream media to cover the horrible death of the five-year-old boy. International news outlets such as The Sun, Daily Mail, and The Independent have reported on the boy's murder. We are being poorly served in this country. Well, let's go to the international places they're covering it. Yeah. I, 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 don't, I don't get it, man. I mean, I do, obviously, but what I mean is, like, I understand why they do it. Right. Why they, why they push the stories they push. It, it's, it's safe. It's safe. It, it, it's born out of, I think a somewhat fair you like comedic space where early on you had comics who had no problem ragging on white people because it's like listen man there's an argument about punching down punching up and there were comics who didn't care they'd punch any which direction they wanted to right but there was some you know some things were considered you know too much like i said if you only are ever allowed to hear one side of an argument then that's the direction you're going yep and so we, we we've come to a point now where the news sees this and they're I, I don't think it's necessarily uh, a racist thing I think it's more of a this story lines up with other stories that get trafficked right maybe they don't even consider that there's a racial component here they're just like oh this this has all the makings I'm not really going to put my finger on it because I don't care to think about it too much but I'm just going to go with it because I know this is kind of in, in line with other stuff we've done that's really really been big yeah that's it's it's the incentive machine where like Facebook gives you you get the numbers yeah. Like Twitter, Twitter and Facebook, you can see those live metrics of your story doing well. Mm-hmm. And this results in a, a negative feedback loop. So these media companies are like, so actually, it's a really good example of Mike.com. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say my understanding and based on what I've read, because I could be wrong about this. and I'm saying that for legal reasons. But initially, they were very like libertarian. And it's really interesting to look at some conservative commentators and go back in their history on YouTube and see how anti-cop they were. Yeah. Very critical of police and police brutality because the libertarians don't like the state beating people and having that authority too. Now they're very pro cop. And I do think it's it's not it's not it's not, you know, fair to say it's simply they flip flopped. It's that there's a difference between saying like please police stop the violent riots and supporting, you know, police brutality or something. Yeah. Because I don't think anybody supports that. But what ends up happening is you get sites like Mike that would put up a video of police brutality. And they would get, you know, they would see the live numbers and be like, whoa, they'd put up a video of, you know, Ron Paul giving a speech and it'd be like, yeah. So they said, we know what butters our bread. Pump out that anti-police, you know, videos. So do you think it's safe to say that watching what the media does with their metrics is kind of like a, a, a glorified version of what happens to people? When they're watching their own metrics, it's oh, yeah. like, yeah, so you know how you can feel crappy or really great depending on how people are responding to stuff that you tweet or talk about on Facebook. You can't have that happen, man. You really can't. Like, no. how do you how do you get away from that? Uh, strong 
fortitude, mental fortitude. Do you think we should reform 230 as far as the news stories go? <laughs> yeah, but I don't think that's going to change how YouTube creates um, like these feedback loops. Yeah, that's true. It's a little bit different. I, it's, so, it's so annoying when I hear like people saying simultaneously Tim is the slowest red pill ever and the left saying Tim flipped as soon as he saw a right wing audience. I'm like, this is just so stupid. Schrodinger's red pill. It's just not. Well, it's, I think if you're on the left, I look like I'm on the right. And if you're on the right, I look like I'm on the left. Yeah. You know? So it and really is like a it, 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 being a centrist. It's an optical you know? illusion. Yeah. I, I it's crazy when I talk to my friends and they're like, we're all in for Biden. And I'm like, but he's the establishment politician who like supported war. What are you talking about? And like he, he gropes people and he smells Ugh. girls like it's weird. Too many but weird factors going on there. You know, I, I see that there's these viral Facebook posts. One of them going around going around right now is about Confederate statues. Mm -hmm. And it's a bunch of facts about the Confederacy. And it frames the argument as though Trump likes the Confederacy. Right. You're giving me the, you're giving me the, you're giving yeah, me the look. Yeah, so I'm giving Tim <laughs> this look because I know, and I think you guys probably also know, that the Confederacy was not part of the Republican Party. This was never a Republican was Democrats. Party line. These were Democrats. So the, the idea being pushed by our new historians, we have new history now because they're just kind of rewriting it as they go along, is that um, Trump wants to, what, do this at Gettysburg because he wanted to go to where the oh, Confederates man. lost? I, I, saw, I saw a progressive journalist tweet out why are you so trump said he wants to, he wants to do the acceptance speech for the rnc at maybe gettysburg or the white house and then this progressive journalist quote tweeted it and uh, and said why would you want to hold the speech where your side lost and i'm like i, I read that and i was like huh and so i re responded the republicans won the civil war oh, yeah, what? what are you talking <laughs> about the democrats who lost yeah the democrats were the were the, were the confederacy but this viral facebook post is like why are so many people now defending the confederacy and why is donald trump talking about their statues and I'm, yeah. And I'm like, Donald Trump specifically referenced Jeff, uh, Jefferson and Grant yeah. and Hans Christian Haig and, and mm -hmm. other heroes of the Civil War that were Republicans. I mean, Jefferson and, and, and you know, Washington weren't because they right. didn't exist. Significant figures. Right. Yeah. And it was funny. Somebody said, uh, oh, I saw one of the stupidest tweets, man. What did they say? Four score and seven years ago was 1933 which was the day of like, you know, Hitler's ascension or some other oh ridiculous. I know. And That's I'm like, amazing. four score and seven <laughs> years ago. Is that is that what they're trying to allude to? That he's actually going to Gettysburg, the place where where uh, the, the, the Union won and crushed the, like, That's the South? Some, that is some next level conspiracy theorizing. I have to say that's really impressive. You see what I Jamie Lee Curtis uh, oh posted? Oh my gosh, yeah. A, a, a mail truck on a flatbed trailer. What? And she said the driver had a red hat with white letters. Our, oh, <laughs> oh, you mean like towing our, companies used to put their, yeah. Are Trump supporters stealing mail trucks to win the election? Yeah. Probably. Uh -huh. That is the simplest explanation, Tim. It's, 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 sometimes I feel like I'm trying to knock down a skyscraper with a little ball peen hammer. Mm -hmm. Like, how do you compete with the fake news machine? When people are spreading memes like crazy, they're just based off of fake news. Trump is not coming out and saying he's defending the Confederacy. He's coming out and saying, I was like, listen, the argument isn't about, for the most, for most people, Confederate statues. Right. It's about having a discussion, having a democratic process to determine, do we take it down, replace it? Do we leave it up? How do we take it down? Instead, violent mobs are showing up with rope from other communities and ripping them from their, from their bases. And it's not even just about the Confederates. It's, it's literally about Grant, Hans Christian Hegg. Somebody tore down Frederick Douglass. They tore down the elk. 
I oh, don't yeah. get it. I don't understand. So there has to be a process by which we take down statues we don't agree with. And if you don't agree with the statue of an elk, I'm sorry for you. Probably should reinvestigate yourself. Seriously, what <laughs> is elk. wrong with you? That thing was like 120 years old. That made That's me sad. Crazy. Like, why? Because it was built by colonialism or whatever oh, stupid. That's such an know. easy answer. Oh, it was built by colonizers. So I'm just going to knock the yeah. whole thing Well, I'll tell you what, man. If I were to tell you hmm. that these people were crazy, hmm. would you believe me? Yes, I would. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I don't know. I think we have. Uh, Oh, man. Oh, should we talk about that one first? Oh, are they? Are they? No, we got to do this, man. Yep, yep, yep. My friends. Okay. Yes. I was having a conversation with a good friend of mine, and they, uh, I, was, I, was, I was mentioning this. They said, like, everybody donate to Joe Biden. Mm-hmm. And I responded with, I will never vote for someone from the Obama administration. Fool me once, you know, fool me twice, yada, yada, yada. Um, but pro-war, so no dice. And I, I ultimately, you know, they, there was some conversation about, will they swap out? Joe Biden with somebody else. At this point, I don't think so. I think it's it's Biden Harris. We're we're in it for mm-hmm. the long haul. Kamala Harris is clearly the the front runner. The ticket's inverted. It's a silly game they're playing. Yeah. But you know maybe like b- before this happened, it was like maybe Cuomo. And I ultimately said at this point, I'm likely going to be voting for Trump. And my friend was like not happy with it. Like I I I trust you. I've known you, and and I, I assume you've you've researched this. And I said, listen, man. In California, they voted to repeal civil rights law. Like, I, I understand if you're a white liberal who grew up in a wealthy suburb or middle-class suburb, you don't have those stories in your life from your family about what it means to have accomplished civil rights. I remember that photo of, you, you've seen the photo of Bernie Sanders being arrested in the, during the civil rights movement? Yeah. It's a famous photo and everyone cheers for Bernie for that. Mm-hmm. The only problem is these people are, are trying to walk, walk the clock, turn the clock back. They don't support Bernie's ideas from when he when he fought for this. Yep, that meant a lot to me when I saw that photo of Bernie. I'm like, man, here's a guy who actually fought for civil rights. But okay, so this kind of kind of gets me too because if you care about your friend, and you know that your friend is, for example, mixed race and has a history of growing up in a mixed race household, wouldn't you be like, you know what, I'm going to put myself in your shoes and try to understand where you're coming from and be like. Maybe you're right. Well, Maybe my I friend look did. into this. It's crazy. Good. That's yeah. great. That's yeah, good to so hear. I, I, that's what I'm saying. You know, like these are people I've known my whole life and, and they literally said, I trust that you've done your research and you know what you're talking about. But, you know, wow. And then we had some, you know, minor private conversation and complete disagreement. But I just said, you know, do you, do you know what it's like when you have a democratic base in this country that has adopted a cult like ideology based on literal racism what it means to my family and like what we see when they when they literally voted to do this in california i'm like all of a sudden i'm i'm like there are people i've known who you know i want to be vague enough about it but people in my extended family who were immediately just like they immediately saw that and they went it's trump it is trump it is like we've lived through this yeah we've lived through it nope sorry and i think when you when it's it's really easy it's really easy for these leftists to say things like we're going to do affirmative action and and it's going to be good for everybody yes there are some races that are probably going it's good for me hmm. you know if you're if you're black in this country they they're telling you they'll benefit you they'll give you more access if you're latino if you're white or asian however you know they're saying the opposite but more importantly what if you're a mix yeah the smallest minority for example and all of a sudden now, everything they're proposing is like, you go to the gutter. Right. No matter you, what. Because, especially if you come from a family like mine. Which brings me 
to actual good news. Yeah. Good news, everybody. Yes. Yale illegally discriminates against white and Asian students, Justice Department says. Boom. Yale University's undergraduate admission process illegally discriminates against white and Asian students. A two-year investigation into the Ivy League school found that race is the determinant, determinative factor in hundreds of admissions uh, each year in violation of Title VI of the Civil Rights Act of 1964. The DOJ said, I'm clapping, a Yale spokeswoman responded, we are proud of Yale's admission practices and we will not change them on the basis of such a meritless, hmm. hasty accusation. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's proud of being racist. Two-year investigation is not a hasty accusation. When did Bill Barr come into play? Oh, a year and a half ago? Was, was a couple this, years ago? I'll, I don't care. I don't care. It's This is the DOJ, and he's running the DOJ, right? Correct. Yeah, I, I like Bill Barr. Yep. Look, man, I, I, I think affirmative action is it, it's, 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 it's like a, a candy. It's, a, it's bait. We're going we're gonna to do these things for you. I'll tell you what. You know what I see from several polls over the past you know, year? Trump really is doing well among African Americans. Yeah, that's been consistent. Yeah, it, it has been. And there's polls from like Emerson, which found 30 or so percent. Shocking numbers. I think like Rasmussen has found shocking numbers consistently. And Rasmussen, was, Rasmussen nailed it for the popular vote. In 2016, they could be wrong, but could they be this wrong this often? Maybe. To be fair, maybe. But it's there's a big difference between polling non-college educated white people, which they can't do, and polling, you know, uh, African-Americans in this country. Right. I, I, I feel like this probably real. I mean, I'm, I'm seeing these viral tweets where they're like, Trump is going to get a, 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 an, an historic and historic yeah. they're just assuming you'll drop the age per, a little bit i don't know yeah and historic yeah. uh percentage of the black community to vote for him yeah i don't know but i've seen i've seen posts everybody wants to tell you that it's true or it's not true i don't know what i will tell you is it certainly seems like the democrats are operating as though it's true yep the panic mm-hmm. the 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 um every big brand endorsing black lives matter and pushing these things all the racial components I think I seriously think that the focus on race right now is because of the fact that Trump's doing well with them. And I'm just reminded of the super like I forget what percent it was. Do you remember what the black unemployment was at before coronavirus? No, but it was like historically it was low. Incredibly low. It was the lowest it had been in I think fifty years. And I remember Longer, I maybe. remember being like, How how is the left gonna respond to this? And apparently it's by pulling out all the stops and going burning great down guns, cities. Burning everything down <laughs> and just destroying the economy. I don't I we've seen the polls from Gallup and it, it's like they're 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 behind every step of the way. But I, I wonder if the whole intersectionality bit that they're embracing is because they think it will be popular among minority groups to, to act like. Right. I mean, especially if you're Asian. Surprisingly, I've seen polls showing that while Donald Trump is doing tremendously well among uh, the black community and the Latino community, not like he, he's not beating the Democrats. Right. right. Still, the majority's way better than Republicans. Right. So historically th- have done yes yeah. right but asians still like democrats hmm. yeah interestingly and i found that interesting there's there's a couple other things like maybe it's because they're lumping asians with every other race on these polls when they put other yeah thanks 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 guys <laughs> Jeez. that you can't get an accurate portrayal of it but it seems like you know their 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 play isn't isn't going to work i think i tell you what man you've got i think people I think on average, people want to know the path of success. And if you give someone a safe, clear and path of success, 
they take it. Right. And when you back them into a corner and give them no options, they do what they have to do to survive. And I think these Democrat-run cities are collapsing. They've become chaotic. And it is, it, it is, it is hurting marginalized groups more than ever. 100%. Yeah. Let me tell you. Let me, I told you my story about the T-shirts when I was younger. I think I may have mentioned it on the, story, on, on the show before. No, this doesn't sound familiar. Okay. Yeah, tell me. Let me tell you a story. And then I want to show you some racism from the uh, mainstream media. But uh, I grew up on the south side of Chicago. Yeah. Very, very mixed. There was this black dude who was mocking the gangbangers and other people like I knew who were selling drugs. And he basically said, you can sell T-shirts, man, and make more money and you don't go to jail. So why would you sling dope? That's right. the stupidest thing ever. And like we were hanging out at a park and people asked him like, what do you, how do you sell T-shirts? Like you mean like on the highway? And he's like, listen, 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 go find a venue, right? You got these, you got these cafes, you got these venues, you, you, they, they, they have these bands. These bands will play and they got no merch. So you, you, you look at who's about to play. You call them up and say, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to make T-shirts and I'm going to bring them and I'm going to give you 20% of everything I sell. And the band say, okay. And he's like, I tell you what I do. He's like, I put in a couple hundred bucks. I get a bunch of like, low, like not even the best shirts, you know, screen printed. I bring them to the venue. I work one day a week. I make like two grand a week. What? And everybody was like, whoa, these people on the South side were told like, you got to join a gang. You got to sell drugs. This is how you make money. Nobody wants to work at McDonald's. And this guy was like, T-shirts, bro. That is fantastic. They just needed someone to tell them how to do it. Trump is doing that. Yeah, man. Trump is saying, here's a job. Here's a factory. This is for you. This is for your community. It's going to help you succeed. And people are saying, thank you. I wanted this. Okay. So that must be why his approval rating is so high. Because people want to feel like talking about and, the news being so bad all the time. And before someone clips it, I mean, literally all races, they're like, there are more poor white people in this country and they're being given a chance and an opportunity the same. Right. The, it is, it, the opioid crisis is predominantly affecting, I think, white yeah, people. It is white people. And so, so I think why we're seeing such support from Latinos and from, this is, this is interesting. Trump's losing support among white people and it's probably because they're far left intersectionalists. Yeah. And then meanwhile, minorities are like, I like being, you know, like I'm like they're regular, like this, this country you'll find is why I can't stand racism. Regular people. Mm-hmm. We all tend to want the same things. Yeah. We want to we want to, we wanna, uh, you know, work a, a good day's work, earn our keep. Feed your we, kids. Feed your kids. That's it. That's what you want. Feel accomplished. Exactly. I did this. I'm doing the right thing. Yeah. And I think I think Trump helped create that. COVID th- is destroying that. I think people of every race across the spectrum, they want to feel a sense of hope. And I think I really think that th- that is something that Donald Trump has done really well with. For all his other shortcomings, I, I have some issues with him. Like I said, I don't really like what he's done with the deficit. But again, I think that that is just stamp collecting. Like Tim says, if if you can give people that sense that there is something to be hopeful about, that's amazing. Like that is actually caring about what American people want. That's I, significant. I think about sur- surviving versus succeeding. Yeah. And I think people don't want to just survive. They want to succeed. In order to succeed, you have to be shown a path, a light at the end of the tunnel. When people lose hope, then they're just surviving. And survival can be dangerous. It can be crime. And po- poverty breeds crime. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's, it's not always that these criminals are just evil who want to steal things. I know AOC got dragged a lot for, for ignorantly uh, suggesting that murder was overbred. It wasn't. Well. But, but to, be, to be fair, if, if I try to actually fix her statement, petty crime is actually way down. So yeah. she was wrong. Mm-hmm. Murder is way up. Mm. She was wrong. Mm. But there is a lot of crime based on survival. Yeah. 
But if you can give someone a job at a, say, meat processing plant, when, 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 when uh, Trump had federal law enforcement arrest non-citizen workers, I'll, I'm being diplomatic, I yes. understand, I know, uh, and these people got deported, we saw a bunch of, a bunch of people. Uh, town people. Yeah, locals immediately took the job. And it was people of all races. And they were asked about it. And they said, this pays better than McDonald's. Yeah. So why were they bringing in, you know, non-citizen labor to do the job? It makes you wonder. Well, Trump, it it was part of what he was doing that opened up these jobs to people who really just wanted an honest, good day's work. And they struggled to find it. So Trump lowers unemployment. They, they, this makes it, you know what, you know, what's crazy is. There's a lot of there's a lot of things about Trump and it's his character that really sets him back. There were things he did early on that he didn't know what he was doing. I think, you know, John Bolton is an easy, easy, easy example. He's improved greatly. He's calmed a lot. He's calmed down a bit. And he still has he's still a man of bad moral character. And I know some people are going to be like, what is that supposed to mean to him? Come on. Like, what did he like cheated on his wife? Yeah. So he cheated on his wife. And I I. I don't know. People talk about how he's not like the type of person that you'd have over for dinner, but you could vote right. for him. And I'm like, fine. I don't need you to be my best friend. I need <laughs> you to follow through on some of this stuff. And and in fact, I think that the I, the concept of giving the American people hope is a mark of character. To me, that marks out a lot of his other shortcomings. That's huge. That's a really big deal. He's lo- he's, he loses women because of it because of the yeah. the way he's like you know it's funny to see people laugh when he made fun of Rosie O'Donnell but this is, this is what contributes to him losing a lot of female voters I'll tell you what though Trump tweeted out recently he's like the suburban housewife is going to vote for me because she wants safety he might be right I think so I think the riots were a big mistake and Democrats should have should have denounced it yeah now they want to bring on Kamala as though she's going to be their law and order savior and it's like no 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 I'm sorry if you've got riots and you respond with a despot You've created two extremes that I don't want anything to do with. Okay? Peaceful protest is fine. Riots are bad. Kamala locking up people in very crazy and cringy and scary ways. Not okay. Two things can be bad at once, apparently. Yeah. Like, you, you, you've just adopted two authoritarian standpoints on this. Great. Let me show you, let me show you this tweet. This is an eye roll. Oh, it's boy. An, <laughs> oh, boy. Julia, well, how do you pronounce her name? Ioffe? Ioffe. Iaffi? Iaffi, yeah. Is that really how you it's, it? It's Italian. It's, huh. I'm just kind of making it up. Here's the story. Washington Post. Justice Department accuses Yale of illegal bias against white Asian Americans. And she says Bill Barr is fighting hard for white folks. What? <laughs> Wait, but what? She completely ignored it. Dude, Asians. It's, it's like they don't <laughs> exist. And I don't understand that. They don't care. That. This is why I said I don't believe that the, the liberals of this country have a high care marker in their moral foundations. Yeah. I care about white people and Asian people. I care about black people and, and Latino people, and I want everyone to have a laugh and hang out and play music together. I don't get it. You know what, man? I am, I am not conservative. And as much as it's, it's crazy how the left tries to frame it, and I think it really easily comes down to like, I mean, for one, abortion issues. Like, I'm very clearly liberal on so many of these issues that have been historically aligned with Democrats. But the left has just jumped off the cliff. And I, I, say, it, I say it enough, but it's, it's true. And so now when I see people like, Julia, we, we know you're ignoring that Asians exist. Like this was the primary target of these universities because the largest proportion of people who were going there were Asian. Yeah. And guess what? The best part is Asian doesn't just mean one race. These people are so racist. That is incredibly racist. Okay, let's try. Let's play a game. Okay. 
Filipinos are Asian. Mm-hmm. Chinese people are Asian. Mm-hmm. Indians are Asian. Oh, yeah. Malaysians. And I mean, you can some people would say Pacific Islander for some countries. But no, like it is it is an eclectic, diverse region that what people don't realize when it comes to how they actually chart whether you're Asian or not. Indian immigrants are one of the highest uh, proportions of people who get into these schools. And they assume it's all like, you know, Asian is in Chinese or something. That's their that's 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 what they see in their head. And you get things like Joe Biden, you know, when he said the average person can't tell the difference between, you know, someone from Korea or China or something. I can't I can't believe I'm like, are you have you ever seen these people, dude? Yeah. You're talking about to me, Joe Biden erasing like the presence of Indian people and Indonesian people and Filipino people is kind of shocking because I would never do that. And they call me racist all day and night. But I actually care about Asian people going to Yale. That's you know, significant. It, it, it really annoys me to like beat the dead horse that we know the Democrats have adopted racism as a strategy to try and win. And I wonder if what they're thinking is racists exist in all races. Right. They, you know, I mean, I know this personally from visiting South Korea and from having Korean family, they're race, they're really racist. Yeah, like they're not just racist against other other you know Asian countries, like they're racist against everybody. It brings it unites us. We're all just kind of racist. It's it is changing. So I visited I visited South Korea and it's it's really fascinating. I've been told outright by many people who are like probably Gen X or Boomer that if I actually grew up there or tried to live there, I'd be treated like a second class citizen. Oh man, I'm not. I I I understand. You know, I'm I'm mostly white and all that stuff. But I have, you know, family history in Seoul and in some other towns. And they were like, no way. They're like ethno supremacists. It's wow. changing with the younger generations. So I don't know. I don't want to pretend like I know everything about the country because I've only visited it. Uh, I, I've only been there, I think, one time. And I didn't spend an extended amount of time there. And even, you know, my mom is born and raised in America. But that I've been told this by uh, regional experts, journalists. And when I went there, like they're 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 like super racist. And Japan is, too. I have heard that. Yeah. 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 And so we end up with uh, this story I highlighted a million times because yeah. this to me, California Proposition 16, repeal Prop 209 affirmative action amendment was like, I didn't believe it. I didn't believe it. I didn't know it existed until they'd already voted on it. And then it was Tucker Carlson who brought it up. And he straight up said they voted to repeal civil rights legislation from their constitution in California. And I went, there's no way that's true. There's no be a joke, right? But I don't, I, I, I don't think Tucker Carlson's a liar. He I does might, his homework. I might disagree. I'm, he, he's had some questionable moments, like when it came to pot legalization, and there was, um, I mean, what was it? He had, he had somebody on. I can't remember. There's, there's been a few moments where I'm like, come on. Yeah. But for the most part, I think he's the best guy on TV. I really do. Yeah. And and I think even if you disagree with him, he's a general populist. And it's crazy how I say this. And all of a sudden, the left screams, and they take a screen grab of it, and they're like, Tim is praising Tucker Carlson. Tucker Carlson's far right, blah, blah, blah. It's like, he's not. Not really. He's not. Did you see that exchange between him and Hannity when he was like, yes. companies profiting off of a pandemic? <laughs> that was so weird to me. I was yeah. like, I, I kind of knew that about Sean Hannity, although I have, I have independently limited my exposure to Sean Hannity as much as possible for obvious reasons. But seeing that exchange between him and Tucker was like, oh, my gosh, <laughs> Tucker's dude. face. Oh, because because the, the, the tra- he's like transferring the show and Hannity, Hannity goes, these are Fox News personnel. Most of you probably know that Hannity is like, if a business wants to provide a service and they make good you know, money off it, when well, so be it. And then Tucker did the brow thing. Yeah. He's like, looks at the camera. The Labrador and he's like, thing. <laughs> the Labrador thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This is what you can show your friends. California Prop 16, 
Repeal Proposition 209 Affirmative Action Amendment 2020. They say a yes vote supports the constitutional amendment to repeal Proposition 209, which says the state cannot discriminate against or grant preferential preferential treatment to persons on the basis of race, sex, color, ethnicity, or national origin in public employment, public education, and public contracting. To be very, very clear, it's specifically about state level, mm-hmm. okay, public empo- employment, education, and, and contracting. They call it the Affirmative Action Amendment. I believe that is unfair because all it does is strike this language that stops the state from discriminating. However, repealing it would allow them to do affirmative action. Me? I don't care. I don't care what you call it. I don't care what you think it's going to do for you. When I, like th- This right here should be more than enough for anybody to be like, how is this literally a thing? Yeah, that's do, kind do, of... Do they, l- listen, we recently had a Supreme Court ruling saying that sex meant gender identity and orientation. Will that impact what this legislation means now? Better believe it. So does that mean that in California, if they repeal this, there can be a public job announcement saying, you know, straight white men only? Of course. And it would be legal. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I can't. I, I show this to my friends. They don't know it exists. And what's going to happen is come November, it's going to be on the referendum. It's going to be on the there's going to be a referendum for it. Mm-hmm. And then people are going to be like, oh, affirmative action. You know, they're going to boop. Yep. And there it is. They say. California is a few few years away from. They're a few years ahead of the rest years of ahead country. of us. Yeah, yeah. Right. And I found this to be true. I mean, almost all the time. <laughs> unfortunately, they banned Uber. Yeah, dude. So Uber, Uber. For those that don't know, I think Uber is done in California. Yeah, because of the the gig workers, they're trying to like trying That's to make equal rights for gig workers and and canceling people's jobs and livelihoods. Like first it was the the, the journalists, right? The freelance writers. And now it's yep. Uber and Lyft drivers, people who are just trying to make a little extra money on the weekend. And it's like, I, what are you doing? So this was a Democratic proposal. It's called Assembly Bill 5. It limits gig workers. It was pushed heavily by unions. Right. And it, the journalists, man, when they started freaking out, I was right away, I was like, I can't hire contractors in California. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah, good, glad, good to know. I mean, you, you can, but like once or twice. Basically, I think journalists can only write 35 times. But some of these contractors have multiple contracts. This makes sense. Like the, the way I explain it is, let, let's say you like to pick up pieces of wood on the beach and whittle it into a little, a little boat. You did that work. And then you say, I say to you, I say, Lydia, I have this little Tim, this little man. Let, it's adorable. Little, it's it's a little on, me. Yeah, he's really cute. And I, I, I have made such art. I would like to sell it to you. Okay. And the state says, you can't do that because you're not an employee. Oh, that's what AB5 basically is doing now. If I write something and want to sell it to a company, I can't now. The state is telling me I can't literally sell a good. It gets, it gets complicated now when, when it comes to Uber. The way Uber and Lyft essentially was working was that you do your thing, man. We'll just connect you with people. Right. Well, this is fantastic. A, a judge ruled that Uber has to have all the people be employees. And so I guess Uber said this, right? They were like, if, yeah, yeah, I think if, it was Uber. If you don't rethink this California, we will shut down Uber in the entire state. Yep. Talk about a state with bad leadership burning itself to the ground. I'm, 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 I, I was talking to a friend in LA who said it's worse than it's ever been. Yeah, I was There's talking to a friend in Fresno who said the exact same thing. Garbage is everywhere. Dude, violence. Yeah. You can witness anything you like on your front, you know, your front porch. There's so, no... This, this brings me back to like the media bias. I wonder like how many of you listening or watching 
live in a rural area or a suburban area. I'd be curious to know. Yeah, because we're in the suburbs. So we don't see what's going on in the big cities. Not, I mean, we're not going to go there. Nope. I'm good. Yeah, I don't want to go there. <laughs> but I was, I, was, uh, I was reading an article about New York for one, mass exodus. Mm-hmm. The moving companies are straight up like we're, it's moving day and we're overwhelmed and overbooked to move people out of New York City. Yep. But I was reading from other people who said that the city really is barren, like Manhattan especially, because there's no stores. Yeah. And I'm like, I, 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 I kind of want to see it. Empty streets. Well, that would have no been kind traffic. of that would have been kind of like driving across California with absolutely no one else on the street. It was surreal when we were driving through L.A. The streets were open, wide open. Yeah. It was rush freaking hour. It was five p.m. and there was no one on the road. And it was I felt like it was in a zombie movie. It was it was so strange. And then when I went to Philly, I went to Philly a couple weeks ago, and I don't know if it was because of coronavirus or because Philly's a dump. But there was garbage <laughs> everywhere. Like, it was piled on the street corners. I saw a rat. I saw my first rat in Philadelphia. I was like, this is wonderful. I'm really glad to be here. This is very enriching. Get like, out of the cities. Dude, yeah. Like, who would stay there? And, and we and I walked past these really, really nice apartments. I was like, I wonder how much these apartments cost to rent. Because right in front of them, whoops, bumped my bike. There's this huge, like, wall of garbage. And just literally rats running through it. And I was like, oh, dude. I would never live here. The rats can't get food anymore because there's no scraps. That's right. So they're coming out and hunting. During the day. Dude. I saw, like, I read something about like somebody getting a, getting chased by rats, I think. Oh, my gosh. Maybe this was not real. I hope not. Like, you gotta, like you gotta, yeah, you got to Google it. Fact check me on this one. But I, I remember seeing like a tweet where they were talking about how in all of these cities, because, because there's no food anymore, the rats are, getting, are starting to starve. So they're coming out desperate and they're going on hunts in packs. Yep. Yeah. And did you see the rat war? No. Yeah, there's like rat gang wars <gasps> because they fight over food. That sounds right. Remember the baboon gang war? Yes. It was baboons, right? Yeah, yeah, because there were yeah. no more tourists. Yep. Yeah, and they would flock out into the street. And just, man. Oh, man. We've created like, I don't know, what do you, what do you call that? Animal they're, dystopia? It's like we, in, 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 in our wake as human civilization, we have created dependent subclass yep. like communities pigeons and rats yeah and these monkeys overseas and oh man you know what's always like kind of tripped me out pigeons are literally our garbage turning into living things and flying away that is a horrible like if yeah yeah if i told somebody like in in america our garbage grows wings and flies away people would be like what are you talking about hear me crazy. out a guy's walking down the street he's got a cheeseburger in his hand and he th- th- slams it on the ground because he's lazy and right you know and now there's festering food. A pigeon swoops down. They all eat it. Mm-hmm. That food breaks it down in their bellies, turns into eggs and more pigeons. Yeah. Our garbage literally gets converted into birds. That's And then our garbage flies away. And then comes back to pester us. I mean, not really. Pigeons kind of, well, they, they poop on stuff. Yeah. But have you ever seen a baby pigeon? They're so ugly. You've never seen one, have I, you? No. Well, I haven't seen one you in Googled person. Googled one. Yeah, right. I did Google one because they're really freaking weird looking. I, I think it is a privilege. I think it is a privilege that our garbage flies away. Could you imagine if there were no pigeons, garbage everywhere, just rotting in the streets? That's true. The pigeons clean it up and they leave. But yeah, so now because there's no people, the pigeons are flying off. Yeah. That's easy for them. Right. But the rats have nowhere to go. They're coming out of the ground. They're coming out in packs. You know what, man? We can, we can complain about Antifa in the far left all day and night, but you know what would really scare me? Hmm. Like if I see an Antifa guy, I know there's certain limits to what they've done and what they can do. 
if I see a far right guy, like I'll avoid them both. I mean, far right is in like, you know, the colloquial, Actually, yeah. like the real extremists, whatever. If I see an extremist, I don't care what their political ideology is. I'll go the other way. I'm in my own business. I see a, 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 a large group of rats like running around ravenous. I'm running full speed. Yeah, seriously. Because you get bit, you get rabies. Yep. I don't you know, maybe. You get all sorts of illnesses. Yeah. The, what was it? Okay, the bubonic plague was carried by rats. I'm just going to Well, that was that the fleas, wasn't it? Yeah, so the fleas on the rats. Okay. So if you touch a rat, obviously you're in deep doo But rabies, man. I mean, I don't want to end up like Joe Jorgensen. That's, you know? I was just going to say, you don't want to get bitten by a bat. We're supposed to be the ones biting the bats, not vice versa. That was a crazy thing. Did you guys see this? Joe Jorgensen, she's a libertarian candidate. She got bit by a bat, had to get a... a she had to go a, get shots, like a series a of shot. shots. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I hope she's okay. I, I really mean it. I mean, this is like a crazy thing to happen. I Look, you know, when I see stories like this, I can't help but laugh Yeah. at the absurdity of it. Don't you have to wonder what she was doing to get bit <laughs> by a bat? Like, she wasn't exactly on stage like Ozzy Osbourne trying to bite the bat, and the bat was just like, oh my gosh, I need self-defense. She was probably just like, I don't know, cleaning her attic or something. <laughs> it's so weird to me. I was like, how do you get bitten I, by a bat? That's kind of cool. I've seen a bat one time out here. Uh-huh. So uh, we've got a deck. Like, you can go on, and it's like... You know, it's elevated. And I've seen, I've seen, like, they're kind of weird when you see them. You if think not, they're birds at first. But they fly weird. It's dark, they, yeah, they flop fly, around. Yeah. Kind of weird. And if they bite you, you got to get a, you got to get a bunch of shots in your stomach or something. Yeah, is that what th happens? Those are the rabies shots. Have you ever seen stomach. that happen? I have not seen that happen. Do you know how it works? Yeah. So I didn't work in a doctor's office. I would see the nurses administer some of the shots. I mean, and you would go and get shots from the nurses, charge nurse and doctors who were there. But I never saw a rabies shot administered. Some of them you got to get in your butt sounds horrible no not rabies rabies is the stomach which your stomach oh, also awful we're like into your stomach mm -hmm. like literally not like your belly like organ i think okay. it's into the adipose tissue there as far as i know Weird. so your belly fat i believe fact check me on this man one because i'm, I'm glad not. we have these vaccines dude rabies is scary i am too but people it think it's awful. like they think it's like a zombie thing it's not no you, that'll, that'll you can't swallow you yeah. keep spitting you start convulsing I think it dehydrates you really bad. Yeah, because you can't swallow. Yeah, absolutely. And then you, you get foam, you get foaming at the mouth. Mm -hmm. You do not want to get bit by a rat, man. Don't get, bit by, get bit by a bat either. We'll turn yeah. you into a libertarian. Well, uh, for most of you, you probably know. We'll uh, we'll 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 mention this. Uh, Crowder got his money back. He did. Yeah, this is really cool. YouTube will let Steven Crowder run ads after a year-long suspension for harassment. Ooh. That's I think that's BS. I don't think he actually got suspended for harassment. I think they, th they said he straight up, he, he, he didn't break any rules, didn't they? Well, the thing with Carlos, right? Carlos Maza, yeah. I think is what they're considering harassment or whatever. So it sounds like classic YouTube nonsense. I don't really know if it was actual harassment or it was just YouTube's interpretation. You know what I think? Hmm. I think they were like, we have no choice because of the media wave yeah. to, to do something, yeah. but don't worry, we'll figure it out. Well, I remember thinking at the time, I was like, there's so much pressure on them to do something. Kind of like they're trying to exert pressure on Facebook right now. They have to do something. So they're probably going to like suspend him or whatever. And they sure did for a whole year, dude. So why did they decide to give him his ads back? They were always reviewing him. That's the my whole time? That's the, I, my, my understanding is that he had to clean up his act. Uh -huh. There were certain things he couldn't have on the show, but they would reinstate him. And it's because it's, it, it, it is interesting. He didn't break any rules, but they they were like, it's a rock and a hard place. Yeah. I think they should have stood firm, but there's always there there is a legitimate challenge when, like, if 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 somebody came to me and said we are going to shut down your entire business completely, you know, unless you do one small thing, 
you'll find a lot of people would say yes to it. Like for me, for instance, I won't say the name of the creepy whistleblower guy because they'll delete the stream instantly. And for me, I have my line. Well, we like talking to people. So we're not. Well, no, no. Like, I'll tell you what, like, Hmm. I cannot say someone's name. I'm like, whatever. Right. But like, you know, when it came to I did a segment on masks and like hydroxychloroquine and stuff mm-hmm. and i'm like if they ban me they ban me like i swear to god like i have my limits if the news is legit and it's and it's certified and we've got doctors i'm saying it you know what i mean and maybe they'll give me the x but i think what's happening is youtube is saying listen man everybody will lose their monetization in an adpocalypse unless we do something so you can jump on the grenade or adpocalypse right and i think youtube said you know that's what we're gonna go for i completely disagree with this with doing these things. Right. I think, you know, there there are lines and limits. Like, if I don't say a guy's name, I can still let you know that there is a name you can't say. You can Google this, and it has to do with a CIA whistleblower mm-hmm. and Ukraine, and, or, you know, now you'll find the person. Yep. And you can then investigate yourself. If I get myself banned, I can't tell you that. However, I will never withhold vital and important news, even if it means the end. YouTube deciding I can sacrifice an individual because we're scared for the collective to me is, 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 is how you get into authoritarianism. Yeah. So Crowder, who broke no rules, gets negatively impacted, and I'm not okay with that. Yeah, what's that saying? You've got to break a few eggs to make an omelet. You're willing to sacrifice a few people to the greater good. I, what is it, like a deontological philosophy versus... I, I think that's what it is, but utilitarian. I haven't really gotten into that very yeah, much. Yeah, like... Uh, um, I think utilitarian is like the needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few versus deontological where it's like you must protect the individual because the indiv- there is no collective without an individual. Yeah, I'm toward the end of that. Spectrum. I think YouTube was wrong in this. Yeah. I think Crowder broke no rules and they sh- and I would I would if they came to me and said there's an apocalypse because of what Crowder did. I'd be like, well, Crowder didn't do anything wrong. So that's your responsibility. And while well, you're going to lose ad revenue now, I'd be like, yeah, that's 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 uh, that's too bad, isn't it? I'm, I would not support a negative action against someone who did no wrong to benefit myself. YouTube should have absolutely stood their ground and said, he didn't break any rules. Sorry. You're stronger than YouTube, I think. They're being kind of weak. Hopefully. How about we do Super Chats? Yes, let's do it. Super Chats. Yeah. David Mesmer says, would you still consider inviting Adam on Friday jam sessions? I think that would satiate the actual peaceful protesters in the (laughs) chat. It makes for a really nice start to the weekend. Yeah, I think there's like, you know... I know a lot of people want like a legitimate deep dive breakdown of everything that happened and it's really just personal issues. It's not the biggest deal in the world. It's not, I just, I try to respect people's privacy. So we have to see how, you know, things go and how changes happen. And I'm, I'm sure most of the super chats are going to be specifically about this. So I'll try to, to you know, I'll do my best to, to answer the best I can. It's about all I can do. And the super chats are bouncing around, making it difficult. No. Caitlin Robinson says, you guys are awesome. Just so you know, the Justice for Canon GoFundMe has now raised $225,000. Whoa. That's awesome. <laughs> okay, that makes me really happy. Definitely. I really like that. I was bummed when I read that it was only a few thousand. It was too. And it's wow. not going to bring him back, but it's going to help, help yeah. his family. That's really neat. The Grizzly says, first off, I would like to say I'm disappointed that, uh, in the chat's behavior. Yes, Adam is gone, but he wouldn't like to see you guys acting like this. Anyway, I live in a rural farm. Think I told you this during the Chaz Farm. It's all pro-Trump out here. I'd be willing to bet it's pro-Trump everywhere. As much as we're, we're talking about the silent majority, I've not seen Biden signs. I really haven't I've, either. I've seen Trump flags and, been, and signs. I, you better believe I've been looking for him. Yeah. We drove past that little lake again. And guess what is still there in the middle of the lake? Trump. It's really bleached. You can hardly see it. There's a bunch <laughs> of grass and like pot lip uh, lily pads and everything. But you can see it. 
It's a Trump flag. Yeah, it is. It's a Trump it's flag. Ba- it's not a Biden flag. It is Never a swamp. Never seen one of those. It's yes. not even a lake. The Garden State is taking in the, over. In the winter, you could see the water. Yeah, because everything was dead. And then I guess it's, it's I, I don't know, it's kind of crazy to describe this because it's not something you would actually, get, you can't get a boat into. Yeah. So what did they do? Just walk across the lily pads at this point. I have no idea how they got you in can't, there. If you fell in that, you'd be under, like, a, it's a swamp. It's like, it looks it's like gross. it's, it looks like a field. Yeah. But it's, it's, you know, it's not, it's, you know. It's horrible. And they did it. <laughs> Raul says, keep on rocking in a free world. Great stream. Appreciate Thanks, it. Man. Let's see. Where are we at? Tankian, uh, Tankian says, Adam, uh, you need to see our bats in Australia. They're, uh, they are basically flying rabid dogs. They'll take oh, your head off. Oh, man. Those things are huge. Yikes, man. Oh, everything's huge there. Let's see. Anthony Zolman says, Adam is the Paul to Tim's John and Lydia's George. The Beatles have no re- These Beatles have no Ringo. Von P says, no Adam, no peace. Say his name. Adam lives matter. <laughs> Superman, uh, if he wasn't scared of green rocks, says, please, for the love that all of his is holy, keep doing the show. There are thousands of people who watch you and count on you to be our voices. You are all important to our community and the information you provide is worth more than you think. I really appreciate it. We're going to keep doing the show. And uh, yeah. So also, you shout out, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Timcast uh, and Parlor. Yes. And you can follow at Sour Patch Lids. I think I got to figure out what a point now. There, there you go. go. Yeah. That's uh, with an L-Y-D-S. Yeah, that's me. And also, for those that want more straight news, so this show is kind of conversational society and culture. I think that's actually how iTunes has listed yeah, it. Yeah, society and culture. If you want the boring news, <laughs> I don't think it's that boring. <laughs> uh, great. You can go to timcast.net. That's my main channel. It's very straightforward. And then from there, it's like my whole network and, and a bunch of other shows. So I do a video every day at 4 p.m., then we do the live show later. I actually put up an insane amount of work because I don't sleep or, you know, whatever. But uh, check out TimCast.net if you haven't. Most of you probably already know about it. There's more segments up. It's basically just me talking to the camera. But uh, subscribe to my channel. John Hill says, well, YouTube is doing it again. When I tried looking up your videos in my subscriptions, they weren't there just to let you know. Also, no matter who wins, November 9th is going to be nuts. I don't think we're going to know who wins. This is going to be... That's optimistic. Yeah, November 9th would be awfully earlier than I would be expecting to know. Yeah. Yeah, it'll be crazy. Scott Rogers says, do you remember when we used to dance and incidents arose from circumstance? One thing led to another. We were young and we would scream together songs unsung. It was the heat of the moment. (laughs) Yes, it was. Indeed. I remember that song. J-Mac says, sad to see Adam go, but I'm also excited for him and for you guys as well. Now more than ever, it's important to learn to agree to disagree with friends and family if we're going to make this country work we have to be able to live side by side mm-hmm. and adam has a channel it's adam cast irl on youtube and he's got a ton of subscribers and he's, he's like he's literally here setting up a studio and you can you know watch his stuff el diablo local poco says neither party has changed dramatically only your own perceptions of them have changed both are basically in the same positions they have held since the 1960s Demo media propaganda worked. I don't agree. I don't think so either. There's videos of Bernie Sanders, of Joe Biden, of Chuck Schumer being like, we need strong borders and a border Cook barrier. Brothers proposal. Yeah. What? What? Who's that Bernie? I, I don't see anybody like that anymore. Who's that Bernie? <sighs> You're breaking my heart, Bernie. <sighs> Bernie. I think Bernie, it, it, he, he betrayed. He betrayed. Money. He's a betrayal. Trump, you know what's funny? I was never on Trump's team, but Trump didn't betray his positions. He didn't. No, he, he. I think he failed some of them. Yeah. But I think he's he's stayed true to what he said he was going to do. Yeah. He said, I want to build a big, beautiful wall. Well, well, he got he got his barriers in key locations, and he improved a lot of it. So I'm like, I, I got to admit, I don't care about the wall. It's never been either. an issue for me. 
There's so many other ways to combat illegal immigration. It's not even about that. It's like, I understand how it benefited the economy. And I started to recognize like, oh, I get it now. I understand what he's doing. Right. It wasn't a key issue for me. Maybe it should have been. And I think what ended up happening is, I'll tell you what, where the Democrats messed up is opposing their own positions and then me questioning why it is they were mad about the wall in the first place and then reading about it and being like, oh, that makes sense. Hmm. When they could have just been like, we've always agreed with this too. Yeah. Hillary Clinton said we need a border barrier. You know, I remember I came up with so many videos of them talking about this stupid border wall. And so if they came out and said we, you know, Trump wants to build a wall. It's a little bit out. Like imagine if, if Hillary Clinton stuck true to the border barrier and said a wall we want to build barrier fencing that's practical, reasonable, and cost-effective. Right. You're going to build a big, giant wall. Like, by all means, you do it. It would have sounded a bit more reasonable. And I think the problem the Democrats have is that Donald Trump has moderate positions that most Americans agreed with for a long time, and the Democrats chose to oppose them instead of offering up a better take on them. Yeah, that's why I think, like, debate is essential, because it's died. They didn't offer good ideas. I have an analogy for you. Yeah. Imagine... Donald Trump walks in and he goes, we're going to order a double pepperoni pizza, the best pizza. Yeah. And you go, man, I I don't like pepperoni. So the Democrats go, then we hate pizza. We hate pizza, too. Like, wait, I know. I don't like. Whoa, whoa, hold on. No. (laughs) I just I just I just want, you know, like sausage. You know what I mean? Or, or, you know, tomatoes and, you know, whatever. Yeah. Like, I didn't say I didn't want any pizza, but they decided to go the extreme route. You know, it's like a, a stupid thing to do. Yeah, I don't like it. John Kerner says, Tim, once again, a huge fan of your work. Your videos red-pilled and led me to register to vote. Yes. East Coaster here. And my lifelong best friend listens live from LA. Please tell him once again, tell Justin to register to vote. Justin. Yes, Justin. Register to vote. Come on, man. You know, I, I always do say, too, because I, 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 I assume, like I've said it a million times, I feel like I've been backed into a corner. I have to vote for Trump. Yeah. It could change. You know, I, I think it's funny. I, I got a text message from from Jack Murphy. Mm-hmm. So you got you got you guys. You probably know who Jack Murphy is because he wrote he wrote the book on it, Democrat to Deplorable. Literally, yeah. And he like after the the last show earlier this week, he was like, "Tim, is it true? You're voting for Trump?" And I'm I'm like laughing. Yeah, I'm like, "Okay, me too." And I was like, "Yeah, yeah." Jack's a, he's a cool dude. He's a he's great, great dude. Check out his book. Um, he was one of our guests. He was yeah. early on. Jack's a cool dude, and he was like just you know having fun with it. And I'm mm-hmm. like, look, man, I'm I'm. I'm upset about it. Honestly, dude, I wish that I were more excited about where we're at. I'm I not wish excited I, about I, any of this. See, I wish that I was excited. I wish I had a candidate that I was really gung-ho about. Like, I wish yeah. I felt like a Bernie bro. I wish I felt, like, really on fire for somebody. But you know what? I would just like the country to not look like Antifa wants it to. People try to... It's it's funny how people have, like, conspiracy theories. Man, I tell you, I'm, I'm to, to, to the best of my ability, I am honest every step of the way. I, I probably, my opinions change. Some people don't like it. I read new information. I kind of say, oh, wow, I didn't consider that. And it, and it happens. But I will tell you the truth. When I say I'm not, a, like, as, as a president, I wouldn't normally vote for someone like Trump. I'm begrudgingly now, consi- you know, feeling like I have to do it because of the repealing of civil rights law and all this stuff. But I'm going to admit it. I'm going I'm to straight up admit it. I have no problem. I told my friend straight up when she was like, everybody donate to Biden. I'm like, mm, I'm probably going to vote for Trump. And I don't care. You can get mad at me. If you won't give me the time of the day, you weren't my friend to begin with. But of course... I, I keep my friends close. The friends that I have are good people, and they literally it's a small circle. Don't, yeah, I, I yeah. definitely do. I, I I'm I'm in in my uh, you know house all day every day. I don't go anywhere anymore. No, but I mean, I'll say it straight up. You know, a lot of people were like, we. I see a lot of posts are like, we know Tim's secretly going to vote for Trump anyway. He's want to admit it. I'm like, no, no, no. It was not until the riots, for the most part. 
Because earlier this year, I was like, I want to see Tulsi as a national security advisor. I want to see Yang as an economic advisor. I want to see Trump end the wars in Afghanistan and, and, and Iraq. And I want to see legal, you know, uh, a pardon for nonviolent marijuana offenders for the most part. Right. And I was like, and then, and then. And then everything went insane. And then Donald Trump did try to withdraw our troops from the Middle East. And I was like, oh, okay, you know. You know what, man? I kind of feel obligated to my 16-year-old self to support uh, Trump's efforts in withdrawing our troops in the Middle East. Yeah. At the very least. I was out in the street protesting in Chicago. I was marching and I was yelling. Yeah. I wrote songs about it. To be consistent. Yeah. And now it's, I'm 34 and I can't believe, I don't think I was, I think I was maybe like 17 or 18. I can't remember exactly when this was. And now I, I can't believe that I'm 34 and only now are we getting to the point where it's like, we're not going to be in this country anymore. That's insane to me. Yeah. It's so stupid. But I got to give credit where credit is due. I love man. that he's doing it. Love to see it. Flat Earth Vegan Amy says, I'm a USPS worker. What's the deal with Trump versus post office? They blame Trump, but USPS is to Amazon as blockbusters to Netflix. Post office leaks money. Antiquated. I'm conflicted. I don't know for the most. I don't know completely. My general understanding is COVID. Like there's a budget shortfall for everybody. And they want Trump, I guess, to, to give him more funding. Yeah, it's part of. So it's part of their coronavirus relief effort. Yeah. They're like, you are going to give billions of dollars to the USPS. And he's like, they're not going to get it. And I was like, I mean, I think that the reason they really, really want it right now is so they can do all their mail-in voting, which kind of makes sense to voting. me that they're using it as a political pawn. You yep. should do that with the USPS. And I think I, I, I didn't actually re listen to the recording, but I think Trump said specifically, like, they're just doing this because they want mail-in voting. Exactly. And then everyone's like, he admitted it. Well, it, it, it's like, yeah, but so what? <laughs> I went and found that article and I clipped the direct quote of what he had said. And it was not what they're saying in the headlines. Right. Given the full context, he's talking about how this to him seems like a bargaining chip yeah. for them, which it shouldn't be. He's like, this isn't going to work for us. Like, we need to figure some other I'm sorry. compromise out. It, it is a fact that the Democrats are, are dangling food over people who are starving and, 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 you know, in need. They're dangling over them. And demanding like voter stuff and and like they want to remove voter sign uh, signature verification yeah and voter ID yeah and so what they're doing is they're going to the Republicans are saying see all those angry starving people well if you want them fed you give us we want to, we want to ban signature verification what what that's an essential part of feeding hungry people is banning signature verification on ballots just go with it. I feel like this is how it's been reported, okay, by multiple outlets. And I'm sure there's probably some nuance to it because I know there's a lawsuit that says it's not that they want to ban it. They want to open up the opportunity to fix your signature. Mm -hmm. But either way, I'm kind of like, what does that have to do with giving people unemployment checks so they can pay their rent? Nancy Pelosi was talking about how essential it was, how this couldn't wait, how people are depending on this. And now they're taking recess till September, till Labor Day. Oh, yeah. Totally inconsistent. <laughs> they don't care. They don't care at all. I hate it. I think they just want to win. They want power. And I get really, really frustrated seeing people say things like, uh, you know, why aren't we getting our paychecks? Congress is, you know, in the Senate. And I'm like, wait, 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 wait. Trump is saying straight up, we're going to get you this stuff. Now, to be fair, Republicans wanted to ax the bonus to 200 bucks. Right. Yeah. I'm sure that would make people angry, but I don't think there should have been a bonus in the first place. Right. I do. I have to explain this to people. I'm like, you realize they said 100% unemployment guarantee plus $600, right? That means no matter how much someone pays another person, they're going to make more in unemployment. Right. That's like designed to fail. Right. Like what were they thinking? Even $200. Yeah. They eat. There's no competition. 10 nope. bucks more. Why would you work? Yeah. Seriously. 100. Wait, 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 100 hold bucks on. more. Yeah. No, no, no. No what? bonus at all. 
Why would you work? Yeah, what's if the someone, point? If someone came to you and they were like, you can work 40 hours a week for 600 bucks, or you can stay at home and we'll give you full unemployment benefits for the same play salary. Play video games. They're going to be like, I'll take it. I'll, yeah, take the, I'll take the money for nothing. We, we saw the stories, man. I don't, have, I don't know the solutions. I'll tell you this. If we're going to give people a bonus, then so be it. Let's do it. But I, look, I think it's fair to point out the Republicans wanted an FBI building and they wanted like tanks or something. Yeah. I don't know. They, it was a bunch of war stuff. I tweeted about it. I was like, are the Republicans preparing for a war? It seems like they might be preparing for something. A, a lot of people were like, hmm. uh, this is so weird. Why would they do this? It's a waste of money. And then other people were like, oh. I watched Tim's content, so I think he's talking about China. Yeah, I think he might be talking about this thing. I've seen Republicans say the FBI building makes sense. Yeah. Maybe, maybe I'm getting this wrong. Am I confusing this with the other bill? I think it was their, their COVID relief bill. It. Yeah, I think yeah, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so, so this so, was their thing that they were kind of I'm not going to. I don't like either party. I didn't tell you what. You know, but uh, the voter signature, I'll tell you what. Look, there's a reason for an FBI building. There's a reason for uh, tanks or whatever. Sure, fine, whatever. To me, it's, it's silly and it's worthy of criticism 100%. But removing voter signature verification is like saying, we'll give you food if you let us cheat the election. 83 days till the election, dude. <laughs> they want to have time for this nonsense. So dumb. Maximum Casey says, Adam or no Adam, I will continue to love and support the show. I am saddened by this turn of events. But you will not get any beef from me. Side note, I was using NordVPN and YouTube changed my currency to GBP. I wasn't even connected to the UK. Yeah, that's interesting. That's weird. weird. A VPN or something. Nick Ellie says, one of the reasons Adam is so admirable, because he did what everyone wants needs to do. Speak the truth and take responsibility for the consequences. Good luck to him and the rest of you at TimCast. And he does have his own channel, AdamCast IRL on YouTube, where he's going to be doing his show and, and he's still here. Literally, we just had pizza a couple, an hour and a half ago and we were talking about Trump and stuff. You know, so by all means, you know, he'll, we'll, we'll, we'll see how things roll. You know, Stephen Rodriguez says, love what you're doing here, Tim. Love Adam, too, but still support the show. Appreciate it, man. Thanks, man. Let's see what we got in the Super Jets. Bradley Ledoux says, can we add all the names of innocent children who have been murdered during the past few months? It's horrible how the mainstream media has ignored them all. But you know what, man? There, 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 there is media that's not ignoring it. Yeah. There is, uh, th- there are conservative outlets. You know who's really good about this is Terry Crews. Terry Crews even is if awesome. no one else reports on this, he he was tweeting out the list of, you know, say their names. Wow. There's just little black kids who'd been shot. He's like, their lives matter too, man. Nobody's talking about them. Because it's all political. Dude. These, the, you know, it's funny when I see my, I, I've, I, I, I've, I'm losing friends, to be honest. Oh, man. It's not like we, there's, there's not been a point where I've ever said I'm not your friend anymore. Right. Or it's been said to me. But I'm telling you, when I see a friend of mine post complete fake news support looting and destruction i'm like what has happened to you when did you become the person that championed pain and suffering for what yeah i get it man there's problems in this country but but how can you go from saying i understand there are problems let's try to make life better for everybody else to cheering for looting i don't get it man there's there's an image of, of an immigrant family hugging amid the rubble of their of their uh, bodega their, their so corner sad. store yeah. Yeah, man. Do their lives not matter? Seriously, because right. you just destroyed them. Or there's there's a, the people who have a, a small restaurant in Chicago, windows busted out, door busted out, having to... Yeah, I remember the guy in um, Minnesota, the guy in Minneapolis who had his bar completely destroyed before he even had a chance to open it. Like, We raised him a million dollars. Yes, we did. <laughs> awesome. I really enjoyed that I tr- story. I, you know, I wish I could do, I could, you know, do every GoFundMe, everything. But when I saw that story, dude, there was a guy in Minnesota, in, in Minnesota his, he's a firefighter. He's a family man. He was he was just like 
the the, the American dream. Yeah. Seriously. And he opened his own bar and they destroyed it. And then when he came back the next day, they burned the building to the ground. So it's beyond just, and they were like stealing his safe while he was coming in. Talk about brutal. Well, the dude raised over a million bucks. I don't care what he does does with it. He Seriously. can buy himself a pony and go, you know, right around the countryside. Um, I just want him to be happy. Right. Because it, it breaks my heart to see someone work so hard, play by the rules, and then get, you know, shortchanged by these, you know, just, just to have everything just torn, just destroyed in front of you. Yeah, for no reason. For nothing. And, and I'll tell you what. I feel similarly to a lot of these kids who rack up student loan debt. You got a bunch of young, dumb kids, and they're being told by everybody you have to get out loans. They go into this stupid college system, and now they come back out with indentured servitude, and they don't know what, they don't know what to do. And and what are they, what do you think they're going to do? They're going to vote for the commies, right? Well, you made the point that hard work has never really paid off for them, and that kind of hit home with me. I was like, you know what? You're right. Why would you want to work hard if it's never wor- it's never worked out for you? Yeah. What would what's even the point? So their only thing, eh, government will do it. Yeah, like let's just get sad and donald trump man this guy when he when he froze federal student uh student loan interest rates i couldn't believe it yeah i'm like i've literally been calling for that on this show like this is what we need to do and you know what this is kind of like the agreement they just came to today in the middle east this is because of coronavirus and he is actually using it for good things and i think that's admirable that's amazing i think trump has really been improving i really do so too he's definitely mellowed yeah, a lot definitely. of the a lot of the bones I had to pick with him about his tweeting nonsense have really gone out the window. I think he learned. He did. <laughs> I think he figured it out. Like, yeah, hey, wait you a can teach an old dog new tricks. It turns out, which is yeah. great news. Let's see. A Ketsu says, Tim, I love your idea of having average Joes in the podcast. I am a site safety manager in NYC. I travel all over the city, and I could tell you some stories, bro. P.S. I guess now that Adamcast is your competition, you could say it's complicated. We definitely want to do average Joes, man. I was I was having a conversation with a contractor. It was fascinating. Yeah. The work they do, the bills they pay. Like when, when I was talking to this guy before COVID, telling me how like it's been the greatest year of his life. His business is taking off. He's hiring so many more people. That he's made me so happy to hear. Yep. And and, and and the people working with him were straight up like they were gonna vote for Trump because they were tired of the media. And I'm like, this is crazy. I was like, you're just regular dudes. They, they weren't on social media. In New Jersey. Yeah. yeah. This is blue yep. state. Default liberal. I think too much of our media landscape is dominated by people like me. And not people like you. And now... Uh, How do you mean? Because you're pretty centrist. Like you're pretty No, I, we're, we're politicos. Yeah. We, we, we are all... Even, even everybody watching right now, we're all relatively politically active. Like, if you come to a show like this, you know... Yeah, you're, you're paying attention. Right. At and least a little bit. Or want to pay attention more. Yeah. You know. So I think there are people in the, it, it, that get shut out. Regular people. Yeah. The original idea for the show was to talk to regular people around the country. Once we move, we're, I'm going to try and book. I say regular people, but yeah, it's going to be like a, a project manager for a building company. Yeah. And, you know, they'll probably be relatively politically active. Right. I'm not going to grab a random guy who's going to sit there and be like, I have no idea what's happening. What am I doing here? Well, I think any business owner you could talk to is paying some kind of attention. Right? But even activists too. I'd love to get like a, you know, a politically active activist one of the challenges with having someone who would be like a far left activist is that it would be very adversarial yeah we could probably have a good conversation but i kind of feel like everyone watching in super chat and us would be like oh that's actually incorrect here's the source right you're wrong here's you know i'm gonna set you straight which is kind of i mean it's not really good conversation right 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 but i think we could absolutely find liberal personalities uh not, not personalities but like liberal individuals who could could you know make a good argument yeah i just don't think 
I, I don't think they'll want to do it because they it's don't want to get canceled. You know what I mean? It's too bad. I hate cancel culture. Think about how many people are scared to speak up. And I have no problem saying, you know what? I'm probably going to end up voting for Trump. I feel backed into a corner. He's improved a lot. You know what I mean? I, what can I say? If he didn't, I definitely would be like, no way. Yeah. You know, but he's not that bad. I, a lot of people don't, would, wouldn't want to admit that. You know what, man? I don't care. This is, what, this is what I mean when I say you can cancel me. I'll go down by the river and go fishing. It's like I'll speak what, I, what needs to be spoken. I'll be tactful and strategic so I don't get you know, banned unnecessarily. Right. Can maximize you know, what we're doing. But yeah, man, you know, I'm willing to say what, what, what I feel. I'm willing to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. Let's see. Malta Linus says, no, Adam, no peace. But seriously, I've enjoyed watching the two of you and previously Invisible Lydia. And we'll continue to watch both of your IRLs. Cheers from the shrunken state of Oklahoma. And Lydia yeah. always had a camera. I have, I'm glad to have a corporeal presence now. Corporeal I'm presence. I'm glad to not be invisible anymore. I did have a voice. Yeah, there was a, 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 it was a, it was a wishing stone. It was amazing. I rubbed it and a gin came out. Yeah. And he told me, make your wishes. Yeah. And, and, and if I make three wishes, the, the portal of the gin world opens up. And one of the wishes for Lydia was was for Lydia to get a corporeal form. Yeah. And anybody who understands that reference, you are amazing. <laughs> that was a reference to an old movie, a series of movies. Tell me, what do you want? <laughs> Just say, I wish. Oh yeah. I love the is Wishmaster. Okay, for those who don't know, that's, that I movie's, love that movie. Yeah, movie's crazy. DJG says, "Great job, Lydia. Thanks for filling in for Adam." Tim, thanks for being a voice of reason. We may differ in opinion, but it's great that someone out there is doing something. Also, spin that UFO. Yes, I will. I would love to. I've been waiting for this. And you know what? It makes me so happy when people message you and they're like, I may disagree with you, but I absolutely think that what you're saying is important. I don't know if anyone can hear me now. Oh, I don't want to knock it over. Oh, this is my first time spinning the UFO. Lydia has spun the <gasps> UFO. Yes. It has been spun. Akapat says, newly awakened race hate is the biggest social problem we have now. The media, a.k.a. the cathedral, look up Michael Malice, is totally complicit in this form, in, in this, from decades of pushing lopsided critical race theory. How do kids not grow up racist today? Tragic. Michael Malice is amazing. You can follow him on Twitter. He's a cool dude. And I will also mention, there was a leak of school, uh, like, curriculum documents, yep. and it was literally, like, the math problems. This is amazing. You, you got to hear this. Okay. Traditionally, like when I was growing up, the math problem was something like, it said you, you have a bushel of apples and it's being delivered to, you know, the processing plant, which can hold a capacity of, you know, 12,396 apples, but your bag carries 13, blah, blah, blah. What percentage of apples will not be able to be processed? Right. And in this curriculum, it says the police are stopping people in the city. If 17,326 are white and, you know, 10,000 are black, what percentage of the police are, you know, what percentage of the people stopped are, you know, are, are African-American, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, the point is, even the math questions that are trying to get you to just solve a simple math equation are framed in a in a, a intersectional. This is so counterproductive. Way. What does this teach people? It's the cathedral. You got like okay, like you so mentioned, Michael the cathedral Mills. To me. It's the church. It's yeah. like the the church, oh, okay, the, yeah, the yeah. church of intersectionality. They tell you what is true. They tell you what to say, it's and they indoctrinate you. Right. Perfect. That makes perfect sense. Yeah, but there's no. It's it's like non-theistic, and there's no end other than just chaos. And dude, you know what else there's not? There is no forgiveness. There is oh, yeah. no coming the back. The church has that. <laughs> the church has that. The church has redemption. Like there is a way to there's a way to fix your problems or to turn to a higher power to fix your problems and dude, they don't have that. There's no confessional. Yeah. Like I I it's it's I I grew up Catholic briefly 
and you'd go into the confession booth. And you'd, yeah, you know what's really funny when I was a kid? I had nothing to confess. Did you make stuff up? They told me to say whatever. Really? They're, well, it's like it's the weirdest thing. I'm like, I don't, I didn't do anything wrong. I haven't done anything. Yeah. I'm and, a kid doing kid stuff. But it felt, it was weird because it was like, like, you know, confess your sins. And I was like, I don't know. Uh, like, I was a little kid. I mean, I smacked I, my brother or something. I think I, I think I remember one where I said that my friend offered me a Sour Patch Kid. And when I reached in the bag, I took two instead. Because I was like, was that wrong? I don't know. Was that and wrong? I was told it wasn't wrong. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> they said, was your friend upset? And I said, no. And they were like, did they offer you more Sour Patch Kids? I said, yes. And they were like, I think they were letting you have, they were sharing with you. I think you're okay. And That's I was like, cute. okay. <laughs> I, was, I was a little kid. You know, I had no idea. Thank you. I love yeah. it. All right. Let's see. Uh, oh, I read that one. I read. Oh, there we go. Ah, it just jumped on me. I was like, what's going on with this? Super Chat does that on YouTube, man. Yeah, fun. Have fun with us. Oh, man. Kid Truck says, as a conservative, not really Republican, it's been interesting to see how how large a group the right now includes small government, big government, gun control, no gun control, etc. That is crazy, man. Yeah. It is a big, big tent. I like it. Yeah, seriously. They're uh, liberals, pro-choice, pro-life, standing side by side, holding hands. Dave Rubin, gay married man with Ben Shapiro, Orthodox yeah, Jew. Yeah, they're friends. You get along fine. Yep. Yeah. But I think it's because we always really did get along fine. We just did. Like, if you look at the, the, the left and the right, the Democrats, the Republicans, they were very close and they overlapped. Yeah, I remember. Now it's Democrats are over here and Republicans. It's a secret that we agree on a lot of this stuff, that we're all Americans, that we all basically we don't, not agree with on the, the far same left. things. No, they're, they're off on their own little whatever. We can't even see them. You know what, man? It really does feel like we're the Democrats are the last vestige of the historical political party. And we're going to have the America Party and the the you know international party or whatever yeah it's gonna be like the socialists and the americans and it might it might actually divide along terms of uh, whether we want to be in, involved in wars because there are facets of each party that are super super involved in the uh you know the military industrial complex and they can have their own side of things and everyone else normal and sane can be on the other side i think it's the internet Sorry. you think so well i think the internet allowed us to challenge the establishment I think you're right. It's been true with the Arab Spring. Like the fact that we're having this conversation right yep. now is a platform that nobody They want to ban us. Yes. Now, I don't think they... Right. I, I, I'm, I'm being a bit facetious when I say that. There are certainly elements that want to, and it's it's a struggle. You, you see what they did to Crowder with taking away his monetization yeah, for a dude. year. But it it kind of feels like things are improving on YouTube. So I'm, I'm a little hopeful. I'm I am. Yeah, I'm hopeful. I feel like if Trump wins and the Republicans take control of everything, there's going to be a lot of things I'm upset about. Right. But I also feel like there's gonna be a lot of things I'm I, I'm gonna breathe a sigh of relief about. The country will still be standing at the end of the day. Yeah. So you will have things to be upset about and a country to be upset about them in. Right. And then hopefully that's a reckoning for whatever counterparty. Except maybe it's not the Democrats. Yeah. It's gonna be like the Republicans are gonna absorb every rational person. The Democrats have gone insane and will collapse. And yeah. the Republicans will split into like the centrist Republicans versus the you know the grand More old public party. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? It's going to be like the same party's going to split or something. That be that would be good. Maybe that's a natural cycle. I don't know. Yeah. Bobcat says, Tim, would you consider talking about thorium reactors as a solution for clean power? Ooh. Also, I noticed you might have an opening for an OSINT nerd that can run a soundboard. Where can I send my resume and demo of work? Uh, spin the UFO at Gmail. Is it? Yep, that's a good place to send it. You can send stuff to spin the UFO at Gmail. Mm -hmm. You can also go to Timcast. Uh, com slash donate and there's a P.O. box if you want to send anything because someone sent it, we get sent some really cool stuff physical objects yep physical objects physical through things. the snail mail yeah. Yeah. my friends it is late in the day 
If you haven't already, you can smash that like button. You should. Press the like button. I would appreciate it. It would be great. Uh, really do appreciate everybody who, who came in and hung out. We'll, we do the show Monday through Friday at 8 p.m. You can follow me on Twitter, Instagram, and Parlor at TimCast. And you can follow at Sour Patch Lids on Twitter and Parlor as well. There you go. And you can also check out my main channel over at TimCast.net. It's just easier that way. It's a URL. And I put up videos there every day at 4 p.m. This is like my flagship channel. It's like uh, where I do my main segments. But I also have YouTube.com slash TimCastNews and then with the TimCast IRL show. So that being said, we are trying to get to the point where we're going to be booking guests. We may have some guests very soon. Yes. Um, I hope so. Yeah. A couple people have reached out. Very cool. And I think hopefully soon. Otherwise, we'll, we're going to keep hanging out and just doing conversations and, you know, doing our best. But with that being said, it is time to go to bed. So uh, I will see you all tomorrow on this show at 8 p.m. live. Or you can, again, you can check out TimCast.net. And uh, we'll see you all next time. All right. Bye, guys. Adios.